Jesus Christ, that's Jason Bourne. James Francis Bryan. Iowa. Sheldon Willis. A lot of gaming commission. Francois Pina, captain of the league. Me, sir? I don't know who I am! I'm a this. I'm a Texas Ranger. I am a traveler in both time and space. Impersonating practically anybody. I do right there, man. All right. Well, Sean, we're here again. It's 2024. That denial was not as satisfying as I'd hoped we'd be. <laughs> Happy New Year's, guys. Wait, Happy has this New been Year. Opened already? How strange. Cursed wine, cursed wine, cursed wine. What does it look like someone's been taking out of it? A little bit, yeah. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> there might be a little vinegary in here. I'm going to try it. Oh, no, that's fine. Nice. Yeah, it smells good. I've never opened a bottle of wine before. A, it's not opened. And B, <laughs> it's been like crusty at the top. Yeah. I'm surprised it didn't leak. Happy 2024, guys. Happy 2024. If you know on our last episode. Actually, oh, hello. This is Sideways. Yeah, the welcome po- to Sideways. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the podcast is all about Matt Damon and the peaks and valleys of his career and Hollywood in general. I am your host, Hannah. With me always, my friend, Sean. Hello. Um, we I don't know how much of that's going to get put in, but we were talking for about a minute there mm-hmm. about wine. Yeah. So we're going to start it with like a, a nice crack of open of a bottle, except the bottle didn't crack. Yeah. And we were confused. Uh-huh. I was anyway. Yeah. I wasn't. Uh, why? I don't know. I wasn't really expecting anything. We you know when you open a bottle. Yeah, yeah. You, you hear the little crack of the, the seal being broken. Yeah. Yeah. Disconcerting when the seal is not broken. So, uh-huh. Hey, we might be tripping balls in the next like hour and a half. The hell yeah. Depending on how this goes. <laughs> um, hope you had a lovely New Year's. It's the 9th of January for you. It's like the longest, shortest day of the year for us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And today we're talking about the 2004 movie. Euro yeah, trip, right. a movie that pulled a magic trick on us. Yeah, yeah. a little bit. Weird. It's, this movie's oddly compelling. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> um, we're going to be recording this uh, this episode in two batches, uh, approximately an hour apart, because I have a meeting in forty five minutes. minutes. Uh, so I think we're going to get through our our kind of little intro thing, our a little bit of media section. Oh, I'm a fool. I'm such a fool. Oh. I meant to do the Goodreads Awards <gasps> in, the, in the intro. We'll oh, just shit. do that now. Oh no! Hey, let me close the let me close the door over here real quick. For those of you who are longtime <laughs> listeners of the podcast, you will recall about two months ago, Sean and I got real fucking tilted about the Fantasy Goodreads Awards. Shout out to um, a, a court so something and lovely, uh, fucking the game of truth and sorrow or some shit Ugh, they're um, all the same yeah, fucking can, name yeah um i will talk about this i did we did say in the last main episode feed or whatever non-christmas special feed i just took sean's foot by accident yeah. i'm so sorry <laughs> <laughs> um i did say just this in the last one that we're going to get into a weird time di- dilation at the moment uh-huh. just because like Listen, Sean's getting about to start doing his master's thesis. Mm-hmm. I've already started it. Yeah, you're 10% of the way through? 15? 10%. 10%. We need to start building up batches. So we're going to get a little... We need to get a little a bit of time management put in. Mm-hmm. A little bit of breathing room. Yeah. So it's your first time listening to Sideways. It's what we do here each week. We watch a Matt Damon movie, regardless of how small or large his role is. Then we discuss it and it's, it's placed within, you know... Hollywood and the year it came out. We do some trivia. We have some goofs. We do a some lot other, of goofs. We do a lot of. We do some other things at the end, which you'll see soon. <laughs> oh uh, fuck! We need to do that. Oh my God. Yeah, Sean. 
Yeah, Sean. That's oh, why I was I like, we're not doing that. that before your meeting. Jesus Christ, I forgot about that. I think we'll, we can look at the list after your meeting. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Uh, but before we get into all of that, we like to do a little media section because Sean and I yeah. are too busy as people, uh, as you can see in this episode record. Yeah, we've, and um, we've got a lot. Got a lot to talk we about. We do have a lot to talk It's been a while since we recorded. It's been a while since we've done like a normal recording. Mm-hmm. Because like last, last recording we did was Kid Nation. Kid Nation. And, and no media section in that. We no. were straight into it. No, no, no. To start off with, we're going to talk about the Goodreads winners for I, the years. I don't know. I haven't looked at this at all yet. Yeah. There's um, only one section that I care about, really. We're going to go through all of them very quickly. Please leave Row Fantasy to last. Yes, of course. What do you think the fiction winner... I'm not going to make you guess for all of these. I'm not going to guess. I don't know what books came out this yeah. year. The fiction winner was Yellow Face, a book that's meant to be incredibly mid. Sure. The historical fiction, I don't have any opinion on this. Mystery and Thriller is a book, a book called The Housemaid's Secret, which I hate this cover. The Housemaid's Secret? Ooh. <laughs> it's awful. Oh, that looks like the cover of like a shitty board game. <laughs> the romance winner... Oh. <gasps> It's Happy Places by Emily Henry. Of course, Emily Henry won. Okay. Ugh. What does that mean? Oh, she just she does these books that are like, they're kind of TikTok books, but they, she has such ugly book covers. They look... Yeah, yeah. They're that kind of like generic corporate art style. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the science... Like they look like a Google thing. Yeah. They look like they're generated by AI. Yeah. Or like, what's like that? Campia? 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 Yeah, you know that, um, like... We used to do po- posters on in first year. Canva. Canva. They look like Canva yeah. book posters. Yeah. The science fiction winner is something in the lives of puppets. I thought sure. it was puppies. I got excited. <laughs> Let me skip to the more interesting sections for us. Uh-huh. Uh, which one? History and biography. Oh, yeah. The one about the Wagner. That's meant to be incredible. Sure. It's by the guy who wrote Killers of the Flower Moon. Oh, cool. Yeah. But let's stop pissing around. Let's get to the real important section. Yeah. Comic. Oh, wait. No, they got rid of the comic uh, section. The kids book section, though, surely. There's no kid book section. What? They got rid of the kid book section as well. No. Oh, no. no. They got rid of young... They have young adult fantasy and young adult fiction. Sure. Um, young adult fantasy, something called Divine Rivals one. It's described as a TikTok sensation. I'm happy yeah, for I'm them. Yeah, I'm sure. Feeling there's going to be a lot of those on this list. Goodreads is a bad site and book... I think book talk is a fundamental... Like, I think it is... I think it's good that people have been encouraged to read it more. Because mm-hmm. I think there is a lot of like... I feel like the 2010s were very big for on people just view like using viewing content on the internet. It's the only content they took. And I feel like sure. encouraging people to like get off social media and read is a is a good thing. Yeah, definitely. Do I wish they were reading good stuff? Yeah. Yeah. They're just reading porn. Yeah. <laughs> you know, oh this looks cute. The the young adult fiction wither is something called Check and Mate. By the Steminist herself. I think it's a chess-based romance. The Steminist herself? Oh, have you not heard about the Steminist? No. My nemesis, uh, Ali Hazelwood. So she got published because she wrote uh, her first big book, or the book that kind of made her on the map, is something called The Love Hypothesis, which is just uh, Rilo fan fiction. Damn, okay, yeah. sure. Uh, I'll show you the cover of The Love Hypothesis. Okay. But all her books are, she calls them Steminist because she's a woman in STEM who's a feminist. Damn. Uh, Aren't we all? I, the love hypothesis haunts me. Because I think the main girl is called Hannah. But I'm going to show you this. 
<laughs> yeah, the fucking love hypothesis. My friend Maddie has threatened to buy me the love hypothesis. Oh, yeah. Oh, I've seen these. <laughs> oh my god, I saw this. Yeah, it's yeah, yeah. It's just yeah, yeah. Kylo Ren. I was, in, um, I was in chapters doing some like Christmas shopping the other yeah. day and I saw like a fuck ton of those books and I was like, this looks like clip art. It's just Ray and Kylo. Jesus Christ. Christ. Like she's still, they're all the same looking like book on cover. I thought I was stuck on you for a second and <laughs> I got so scared. But yeah, she won for something. They're all just like, they're just romance novels yeah. for little kids. Uh-huh. But the most important thing, of course. Newly added. Is the Roma fantasy section. Yeah, row fantasy. My favorite genre. I'm glad that this removed the, uh, the, the graphic, graphic novel section. The kids, the, the like little kids book section. Uh-huh. You know that really useful resource if you're like buying ki- books for kids and you like use a public vote or even just to see a long list. Just buy them fairy porn. Just buy them. Well, actually it was dragon porn. Whoa. <laughs> of course it was the fourth wing, a book series so mid that it's caused uh the book industry to be accused of being similar to fast fashion. Really? <laughs> Listen, Sean, you're not on book. T- can I book. can I see the description of this? Like, read out your description. <clears throat> As I drink uh, my my roofied wine. If your wine is roofied, I'm fucked too. Okay. Enter the brutal and elite world of a war college for dragon riders. From Why USA the- Today best-selling author Rebecca Yaros. 20-year-old Violet Sorengale was supposed to enter the Scribe Quadrant, living a quiet life among books and history. Now the Commanding General, also known as her toughest Talon's mother, has ordered Violet to join the hundreds of candidates striving to become the elite of Navarre. Dragon Riders. Where is Aragon? But when you're smaller than everyone else and your body is brittle, death is only a heartbeat away. Because dragons don't bond to fragile humans they incinerate them with fewer dragons willing to bond than cadets most would kill violet to better their own chances of success the rest would kill her just for being her mother's daughter like zayden ryerson the most powerful and ruthless wing leader in the riders quadrant she'll need every edge her wits can give her just to see the next sunrise yet with every day that passes the war outside grows more deadly the kingdom's protective wards are failing, and the death toll continues to rise. Even worse, Violet begins to suspect leadership is hiding a terrible secret. Friends, enemies, and lovers. Everyone at Basquiat War College has an agenda. Because once you enter, there are only two ways out. Graduate or die. I'm sure it's a banger. It's got a... It's got a fucking amazing... It has got a 4.63 out of 898,000 ratings. So mostly the first one's good. I'm sure. It is... How many? It's 500 pages. Mm-hmm. That's not that long. That's long. Mm. 500 pages is long. I've just finished like a thousand page book. And my, my view of everything is skewed. Like, War and Punishment is like 800 pages. Yeah. Got yeah. a lot of war in there. And punishment. Yeah. A crime no, and punishment. crime and punishment. Yeah, war I'm thinking peace. war and peace. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but no, so that's this book came out in May and the sequel came out in November. Oh, shit. And the okay. sequel is like 800 or 700 pages. Nice. So everyone's just like, hmm, Rebecca. Yeah. How's ChatGPT doing? <laughs> and supposedly the first one's like enemies to lovers and all this. And then yeah. the second one, they're like, well, everyone really liked the enemies to lovers. 
So I'm just going to have the couple fall out again. And become enemies again. <laughs> That's so funny. That's of... honestly iconic. But for 800 pages, I'd be like, fuck off. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, something Sean has not said, like, fuck off to has, of course, been his comic books. Yay! Yeah, we're doing that first. Nice, yeah, not doing, doing girls. Nice. Thank not, God. No. Yeah, uh, a lot of comics between last time and this time. I'm going to talk about only a few of them. So, I have read, since Kid Nation, X-Men Red, number 18. Good. Damn Them All, number 11. Good. Life is Strange, Forget Me Not, number 1. Ooh. And Animal Pound, number 1. And, of course, Rare Flavors, Rare Flavors number 3. I haven't bought it yet because I didn't nice. leave the house yesterday. Yeah, it's and... Rare Flavors number 3, very good. It's I'll buy it fucking tomorrow. amazing. I'll get it tomorrow. It's, I think, the best one yet. Um, nice. Yeah, this one's about uh, lamb. Oh. Yeah. Don't like lamb. Damn. Too cute. You know that Tastes good though. Huh? Tastes good though. Oh, I hate the taste of it. Oh, really? I've had it before. Um, you gotta taste this dude's lamb. No. You got it no. fucking marinated for a day before. No. No? No. I don't eat red meat. Damn. Now my, um, you know the episode of The Simpsons where Lisa, Lisa becomes, becomes a vegetarian? That got yeah. me. That, nice. was, that, that <laughs> happened to me. Because then my, my parents don't You like... are very Lisa Simpson coded. Thank you. Is that an insult? Because I'm taking it as no, a compliment. No, I yeah. don't think so. Yeah, Lisa's cool. Yeah. My parents made us lamb once when I was like 11, but they mm. told me it was pork. Because I quite like pork. Sure. And they were like, it's pork chops. And I was like, this yeah. seems suspect, but okay. And I <laughs> ate them. And I was like... This is fucking awful. I hate this. But mm. I can't say to my parents, I don't like their cooking because I'd be rude. Yeah. And yeah. then at the end of it, my dad was like, it was love, but it was bad. <laughs> <laughs> and I never ate it again. Yeah. Um, what about your other comics? Uh, X-Men Red, number 18, the final issue. Good. Uh, very good. I'm sad it's over. We are rapidly approaching the point where I'm probably going to drop off of X-Men. No. Yeah. Really? Uh-huh. What's happened? The fall of the House of X. But I thought there was something new happening. There is. We've heard very little about what's coming out after, like, the whole thing. And everything that I've heard, I've been like, hmm, maybe I'm not. Maybe I'm not going for it. God. Uh, because I know, we know for a fact that um, Al Ewing, Kieran Gillen, and Cy Spurrier are not coming back. What about the one that's like Peach, whatever, the, did the weird body horror thing? Yeah, so I'm going to be reading that, but that's... <laughs> Talk about that in a minute. Yeah. Uh, so what we've learned, there's going to be a series called, um, oh, I can't remember, I think it's called Weapon X-Men, where it's a bunch of different Wolverines from across the multiverse on, all on a team together. That seems boring. Yeah, it doesn't, I'm not too, I like Wolverine, not too interested in reading a book that's about a team of Wolverines. And then the other day, because next week, Timeless number one releases. What Timeless is, is it's a little one shot that Marvel do at the end of every year. That kind of teases at bits. That yeah, it's like a preview the for the next 12 months of comic. Kind of, yeah. But it's also, it's like a story in and of itself. Like yeah. it's a one-off comic. But then yeah. they'll have like little glimpses of it. Yeah, possibly. it's like, this might be a plot point that comes in in like exactly, six months yeah. They're all about like time travel and shit. So it's like glimpses at the future. That's fun. Um, as part of that, they revealed a uh, ad for X-Men from the Ashes. I did see this. July 2024, which is... Six, seven months away? Yeah, which is whatever is coming after Fall of the House of X, after the whole Krakoa year is over. And they're going back to the classic X-Men logo, mm -hmm. which I was immediately like, nope, I'm out. Really? Yeah. Uh, because the 
design work and uh like logo work for the Kirkoa era is so good and so like iconic and instantly recognizable that like moving back to the old shit I'm just like okay this is just what the philosophy is now we're going back to like the 90s animated series shit because the 90s animated series is coming back awesome um, yeah they're making a new series season of it for Disney plus cool um that'll do so, well yeah uh, X-Men Red number 18 is really fucking good. Uh, X-Men Red is probably the best series of Krakoa, I think. I'll get to it eventually. Yeah, it's real good. Al Ewing is one of the best writers working in comics right now. And you I... say that about all your boys. Yeah, because girls. they are all great. <laughs> like, all of this shit that I've read over the last week is all from my favourite writers. Yeah. I also read Uncanny Spider-Man number 5 from mm-hmm. Cy Spurrier. Also great. Mm-hmm. Uh, wraps up Uncanny Spider-Man. Good times. So everything's kind of ending. Yep. That wine tastes weird. Hmm. Does it? I don't know. I'm just being... You know when something weird happens and you're like extra suspicious? I don't think it does. It tastes fine. I'm just being paranoid. Um, what are the next six months of comics looking like then? I, Do you have a bit of an open desert in front of you? I went and I filled out my diary with all of the comics I'm going to be buying from now until April. And? There's some good shit coming up. I want to talk about the stuff I've bought first. Okay. Let's, oh, it's Animal Pound. Uh, Animal Pound. Uh, I picked this one up today on a whim because... Um, it looks cool. Yeah, I was in Subsidy and Forbidden Planet looking for more bags and boards. But Forbidden Planet, I have hidden them away somewhere because they're filling up with Pop Funko shit right now. And Subsidy were out of boards, so I just didn't get any. Mm-hmm. But Animal Pound by Tom King, who is a controversial writer. How so? He's written some very, very good stuff and some very, very bad stuff. His highs are highs, his lows are lows. Yeah. Uh, Much like Matt Damon's film career. He wrote probably the worst DC Comics event of the last 10 years, which is saying a lot. He wrote probably the worst Batman run of the past 10 years as well, which is also insane a lot. lot. But then, like, a lot of his miniseries, like, six-issue shit is really good. Yeah. Uh, So this is Animal Pound. It is uh, a retelling of Animal Farm, but in, like, a dog and cat pound. Oh, interesting. It's really fucking good. It rocks. So this Is it just a one-issue? No, I don't know how long it is. Like, fully, I just saw this on the shelf, and I was like, this looks interesting. Mm -hmm. I'll pick it up. I'm always interested to read real auteur writers like Tom King's stuff outside of Marvel and DC because yeah. it's always better than their other shit. Yeah. Um, so I don't know how long it is. I'd imagine six issues. We'll see. Mm-hmm. Life is Strange Forget Me Not number one by I mean, Zoe Thorogood. Okay. Um, who is another one of the best writers at the moment. It's all right. It's fine. It's Life is Strange. It's Life is Strange, yeah. Yeah. The that's... setup for it is bonkers. Um, it's Life is Strange. It's, the setup of those games like, are always weird. But this is like an an AU of Life is Strange. Oh, they didn't... They stopped killing the lesbians? Yeah. Uh, it's an that's AU, what the fans want. Yeah, it's an AU fair. of Life is Strange for like the protagonist... Or like Chloe and Rachel from the first game. And like the protagonist... Uh, Alex and Steph from the third game are like in a band together on a uh, road trip. That's fun. Yeah, it's... I'm happy for the lesbians. Yeah. I don't that, think I'm going to read much more of it. But. The, it is the, the, that prequel game they made of Life is Strange, which is... Oh, Before the Storm? Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's good. When, yeah. You, when you, you get to meet Rachel. Yeah. Not, it is so sad once you know what, who, what Rachel is like when Rachel is dead. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Spoiler um, for like a game that's like 10 years old. Yeah, and Life is Strange 2 sucks ass. Is that the one where it's the boys? Yeah. And then they made a third one, right? Yes, they made a third one. So what happened was the team who made the first one made the first two. Yeah. A different team made the prequel game. Before the storm, okay. Yeah. 
then the original team sold the rights to make the games to the team who made the prequel. Interesting. So that team made the third one. Okay. The third one I haven't finished, but is quite good. What? Who what about the first studio making them? Did they go bankrupt? Uh, no, they got sold to Tencent. Um, That's the... Made some, like, shovelware, like... Uh, I recognize I think they made a name. vampire game at some point. I think they made, like, Vampire, that one. Uh, but then now they're they're currently making a game that's just like the strange again. Okay, good for them. Yeah. Stay in your wheelhouse. And your yeah. last comic you talked you bought was Down the Mall. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Down the Mall number eleven. Very sad to discover that this is the second last issue. Mm-hmm. Uh, Down the Mall continues to be great. Very funny to me that Down the Mall number twelve and Asylum Barriers Hellblazer Dead in America number 1 are coming out on the same day. It's almost like he's moving off to start his new series. Yeah, but also Damn the Mall is written pretty explicitly as a response to Hellblazer being cancelled in the first place. Oh. Like it's just Hellblazer with the numbers filed off. Okay. So it's hilarious to me that the second Hellblazer starts again Damn the Mall ends. That's funny. Yeah. Do you think he ended it because he's like, I've got Hellblazer to write? Or do you think it was... No, I think from what I can tell, it's been like, this is kind of the planned ending. Because it was initially only going to be a six issue series that got extended. So like, he's lucky he got another six issues in the first place. Yeah. Okay. Speaking of books we've been reading, I'm talking about my book I've been reading recently. Which is Remains of the Day. Hell yeah. Um, Because I want to watch the movie, but I want to read the book first. Book's real good. Yeah, it's Anthony Hopkins and Emma Thompson. Oh, fuck yeah. Yeah, it's nice. meant to be like one of Anthony Hopkins' like best performances ever. Nice. But basically, it's like a, it's a charming... I read it when I was in... Was I in London this week? I was in London two weeks ago. Uh, so I read a load of it like last week and I have like 70 pages left so I've just been slow because also it's just... Behind the, the, the screen, but I was supposed to be behind the candelabra. Ireland's been so fucking dark the last week. Yeah, it's the fucking darkest day of the year, baby. Yeah, but it's Shout very old. Shout out to Newgrange. Shout out to Newgrange. Very bad when you have to get up at half seven in the morning. Yeah, it is. Yeah. It's so great. Like, I don't know. I kind of like the... I hate it. I kind of like the whole getting to work when it's dark and no. getting home when it's dark thing. What's wrong with you? It makes you feel like time hasn't passed. No, it makes me feel like I've missed an entire day in my life. Nah, because I haven't been outside. See, I love the city at night. I'm a woman. Damn. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. <laughs> the G scares me. Yeah. I love the G. Shout out to the G. I don't love the. I don't mind the G, but sometimes the G has been unkind to mm. me. Yeah, some bastards on the G. Some bastards on the G. Uh, I yeah, not like the. I got on a different bus to the G uh, a few weeks ago, leaving Sean's, and a man hit on me by complimenting the fact I read novels. Yeah. And I was like... <laughs> was that the 60? Or was it the... I don't want to say the bus because I don't want to dox you. Sure. Um, <laughs> but I was just like, what? It yeah. was very strange. Um, but yeah, Reigns of the Day. Reigns of the Day is about... It's a beautifully written book, mm-hmm. but it's a book about... Uh, don't worry, I've been keeping an eye on the time. We're not going to get this media section done. That's fine. Um... It's about a, um, an aged butler in 1950s England who's going on a road trip to visit his for- the former housekeeper of his manor house he's worked in. Sure. Because the manor house has recently been sold to like a rich American. And it's basically like, it starts off and it's basically like talking about the fall of like butlers. But then you actually realise it's a story about his life as a butler because he's like remembering his past. But it's just like, for a man who's Japanese... That that author can write so fucking well. I'm gonna what's this? Yeah. yeah, it's the same guy who wrote like Never Let Me Go, 
Um, Remains of the Day, very good. I recommend picking it up. It's not Murakami, is it? It's not Murakami. Remains of the Day. Uh, you could you speak Japanese? Oh, Kazuo Ishiguro. Yeah, Ishiguro, very good. Recommend. It's like a nice. It's like two fifty pages. Mm-hmm. It's a very tight read. I should finish it, but I do forget this thing when you're like, oh, I have like an hour and a half left to read this book, and you just get such a like, I don't want to finish it, so you end up putting off reading it. Oh, I want to finish my books. Yeah. <laughs> and Hannah, you really want to finish your books. I have one more to do, and then I've done my Goodreads challenge for the year. Nice. Um, You've also got to... Shut up! (laughs) Do you know the thing is for me, when I'm not working, I read a lot. Yeah. But then when I'm working, because I think I'm just taking in so much words during the day, I just need to turn off my brain. Mm -hmm. That's another thing I hate why it's so dark, because I read on the Lewis, but if it's dark outside, I don't want to read. Yeah. Because it's grim. Yeah, true. Um, speaking of things being grim and bad, how was Godzilla Minus One, Sean? You did not like this movie. I was very disappointed. I was so excited for Godzilla Minus One, and it disappointed me greatly. going to talk about it for too long because I didn't like it. Um, was it that bad? Were you just bored? It was the most, it took the most, like, I love Shin Godzilla. Shin Godzilla, I think, is one of the best Godzilla films ever made. I love the old Godzilla films. This I think is, they're fucking amazing. If this ties into the whole Godzilla, like, versus King Kong verse, or is that it? No. Is, okay. So is this a Japanese Godzilla? This movie? is made by the same team that made Shin Godzilla. Okay. Um, it's about, uh, like, Godzilla emerging in, uh, like, post-war Japan. Okay. And the film follows a, like, kamikaze pilot who pretended that his plane was faulty to escape, like... Kamikaze. Kamikaze. That's an interesting concept. And survived the war. That's a very Um, interesting concept for a movie. Yeah, it is. It's not... Done well? Like, the human stuff is done fine, like, the character has an arc that he goes through. It's not particularly compelling to me. Okay. The ending really disappointed me because they kind of went with the most kind of, like... Hopeful? The most wholesome possible okay. ending. Like, there's a character who dies about halfway through the movie that, like, has a real impact on the character and his outlook on the rest of the thing. Mm-hmm. And then you just find out at the end, actually, they didn't die. I hate when that happens. Yeah. There's a lot of discourse on Twitter about this film... Uh, being made for like less than 15 million budget and like a lot of people saying like oh if this movie looks like this then how the fuck do how the fuck does like Avatar need to cost so much because the animation's bad this movie looks like a less than 15 million dollar film there's nothing wrong with being a cheap movie there isn't no no but I went to see this with my my man Matthew and his description of it afterwards was um some of those scenes looked like like 2010's blender animations i didn't like godzilla minus one something matthew likes that sean also doesn't like is girls
season one of Girls is finished. Sean made a terrible bet that day. I did. I could be. I could be over. You could be could done. Be, and I could be on to my next book club. Which he's going to reveal after. How's yeah. our our friend Chris returns? Chris O'Dowd comes back, and him and Jessa. Jessa is the f- uh, the British one. Yes, him and Jessa get married. Fuck off. Yep. This sh- I know about this because I thought this happened way nope. later in the show. This happens now. The show, um, the Shona. That's not her name. Shoshana. Shoshana turned up in a white dress to this one. Yeah, she, because they 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 don't know it's a wedding. Yeah, this is the thing. I love the Shoshana stuff in this show. I, if this was just about her, I would be a hundred percent down for it. Yeah, at least because, I feel like if Lisa um, Dunham or Lena Dunham, Lena Dunham, yeah. wasn't in the show, you'd actually like. If it. you cut Lena Dunham and Adam Driver out of this show, yeah. then I would like. I'm it. so I have a lot to say to... about Lena Dunham and Adam Driver in this episode. Let me tell you. <laughs> Uh, episode opens with um, Marnie moving out of her and Hannah's apartment mm-hmm. because they had the big fight at the end of the last episode and they're not really friends anymore. Uh, and then they all get a, a mysterious text from Jessa yeah. being like, come to this party. It's going to be great. Everybody needs to be there. And they show up and it's her wedding. Kind of love that for Jessica. That's kind of it's kind of iconic. But, so has she been seeing Chris O'Dowd, or did he? They just uh, they had the weird like his attempt at having a threesome. They saw each other once, and then she proposed. Good for her. Yeah, and him. She's pretty. Yeah, Chris is Chris, but she is like visibly like losing her mind the whole time yeah, this is happening. The thing in the last episode that I watched with you, she basically mm. gets like called the fuck out for being a disaster person. Yeah, and this is how she decides to fix it, and it doesn't really get into much more than that. Like it happens, and there's not it's not really examined at all in the episode, but I would imagine it'll happen in season two. But Lena Dunham's plot in this episode is that Marnie has moved out and so she's looking for a new roommate. Oh god, she doesn't ask Adam Driver to move in. Adam Driver's like, I'll move in. Oh! Yeah. Uh, And so the episode is about like her kind of angst about that and instead of saying, hey, I'm not cool with this, she just goes and finds uh, her gay ex. She goes and finds him and he offers to, he like moves in. Yeah. Um, That's good for him because they had a bad falling out the last time Mm -hmm. I... The thing with this episode, right, Mm -hmm. is you know the way the last episode had um, Marnie starting to call Hannah out on her bullshit? Has she recanted? She hasn't, but this episode spends so much time on reinforcing Hannah's view of herself and everybody around her is like, no, you're perfect, you're amazing. Yeah. Um, Like the, the... Gay ex shows up and he's like, no, you were entirely right. I was so terrible during that conversation where you were homophobic to me. I did give you HPV. Huh? And Adam Driver, like, finds out that um, she's gonna, like, the ex is gonna move in. And he's like, you're so, like, funny and beautiful and perfect. And That just sounds like fan fiction from Leona Dunham. Uh It does. Yeah. The thing, like, I actually am thinking, I think I might do a wee... The next time, like, I have a week alone, mm-hmm. I think I might watch... Hate watch a bit of Girls. Sure. Because I am curious to do what you're doing of watching the first two seasons because people mm-hmm. love it. Yeah. And I don't know if it's because, like, the next seasons get better. Yeah. Because, like, people say that about Sex and the City where, like, season one's not meant to be great. You have to get through it. I love season one. I did... I think season... I need to get back to Sex and the City. Yeah. It's just... God, those those later three seasons are just not as good as the first three. They're seasons. really not. No. no, Samantha's cancer arc is quite good though. Yeah, I just need to, I just need to finish it now. Yeah, 
Um, and then we can watch the movies. Yay! Oh. Um, <laughs> but speaking of, once you finish Girls, how would you rate season one of Girls on a, like a five stars? On a five stars? Yeah. Uh, 2.5. Okay. Bang on down the middle. There were parts I liked, parts I greatly did not. But like overall, it's a mid show. It's a mid show. Yeah. Sean has told me when he's finished the next batch of Girls, which is what, 10 episodes? I imagine. I believe so, yeah. I believe He's a new book club planned. Yeah. What is it, Sean? It's not a TV show. Is it a movie? It is a series of movies. Is it a horror movie? Nope. Is it like some Christmas shite? I don't think you're going to guess it, but... Is it Godzilla? No. Okay. The source material for this is in the room right now, within view of you. Are you going to watch Berserk? Nope. Not sure, sir. It's not. It's movies. Mm-hmm. Can I have a hint? Uh, you're looking in the wrong place. Not Mouse Guard. You're not watching all the X-Men, are you? Nope. Is this the right place? Maybe. Is it a comic movie? In a sense. You're not watching like one of the like MCU or the DCU, are you? Nah. What are you doing, Sean? I am going to sit down and I'm going to watch all of the Dragon Ball movies. Sean! <laughs> Sean. <laughs> Sean. You don't even like Dragon Ball. I quite, quite like Dragon Ball. Sean, you already have to watch a movie a week and we have to stop doing the prep because you ran out of time. Uh, this one's going to be for me. This is something that I've wanted to do for a while anyway. Okay. Like, I have them downloaded and ready to go. Okay. Um, there are 20 animated Dragon Ball movies. You're not going to watch And one live-action action one. The terrible live-action Western one? Yeah. <laughs> Which I watched in the cinema when it came out. Of course you did. Yeah. Uh, me and my friend Michael went to see it and we were like, what the fuck was that? The thing about Dragon Ball is, though, like, aren't all those movies kind of the same? Yeah, I would imagine Goku beats the guy in the end. <laughs> Bulma dances. I don't know, I've never watched Dragon Ball. <laughs> I'm very interested to see what the like original Dragon Ball movies are like. Isn't because... Goku a kid for a bunch of them? Yeah. Goku is a kid for like the first like nine volumes of Dragon Ball. Mm -hmm. Like a significant chunk of the, the beginning. Because it switches from Dragon Ball to Dragon Ball Z. Yeah. When Dragon Ball Z starts there's a time gap a yeah. time skip and he's he's aged up. But they, they have, like, an anime of the original one, and there are anime movies of it. I'm going to be watching them. I actually much prefer original Dragon Ball to Dragon Ball Z. Why? I think it's just fun. That's good. Like, what the, what I read Dragon Ball as is, like, a little brain-off, like, hour before bed. I just want to kind of get away from a screen for a bit. Yeah, and... they're making a new One Piece show. Yeah. Yeah, that's weird. That, yeah. Weird. I need to watch... I need to get back to reading One Piece. Oh, God. John, no. Yeah. <laughs> um, speaking of some media I've been just watching mm. recently, I've watched a lot of movies. Yeah. Uh, I actually it. have a TV show recommendation of sure. my media for the week. I think we'll get through the TV show recommendation and then we'll take a pause. Then we'll take a my, pause for my we'll, meeting. My, Sean's meeting. Yeah. Uh, I re-remembered one of my favorite shows existed. It's called Can't Cope, Won't Cope. Okay. It's about two girls living in Dublin. Nice. One of them Works in finance. Oh. Another one of them is in college. <gasps> and they're alcoholics. <laughs> it's us. 
Um, it has. It's just very fun. It's set in like 2012, 2014. Sure. And it's just like it's again like it's kind of like girls but good and they're Irish. Nice. Hell yeah. Um, so it's like Ashleen and Ashleen's the main girl. She's the one who works in finance. I want to see and Danielle and they live in somewhere like it's prob- probably somewhere similar to like where you live. But I won't say where Sean lives. Sure. Yeah. Um. But the first, like, the first episode is so funny because, like, the first episode, it's like <laughs> she they've gone out the night before to coppers, and Ashley is in work working in like a private equity fund or something, and she's having her performance review. And halfway, like, at the after her performance review, she froze up in the bathroom because she's so hungover. <laughs> she goes home from work and she's like trying to go out and stuff. So they end up back in coppers. Nice. And like, it's like. 21 minutes episode so it's perfect like I just want to throw something kind of vaguely funny on when I before I go to bed sure. but the first episode it's so funny because like I'm just going to spoil it because I think it's hilarious is this woman is an actress called A.B. Huberman who's quite famous in Ireland okay she's Brian O'Driscoll's wife oh okay so like you would recognise her like she's a funny comedic actress but she's just playing this absolute weapon of a boss Mm. and she doesn't like Ashley but she's like you're too kind of good at your job I can't get rid of you so Ashley goes out and she has fun and she picks up this absolute like freshly 21 year old lad in copper so she's meant to be like 24 okay and they're like flirting away and it's like terrible irish flourishing to go back to his house because he's like visiting dublin for the weekend terrible sexy and very bad she's doing the walk of shame in the morning and she's just fucked her boss's brother (laughs) 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 fuck yeah it's so funny Um, but like it gets very dark and like I, I always get sad watching it because the actress who played Danielle died of a brain tumor when she was 29 oh, really? yeah so oh, there's two shit. seasons okay. of the show it's great it's an RT player I really love it um, Ashley's kind of a weapon but I love her because she's, she's just an alco like yeah. it's funny because the first episode you're like this is fine and because I've watched all the show I'm like oh no <laughs> why are you buying two little bottles of vodka for a night out that's bad yeah damn oh and it only costs like 24 euro ha <laughs> <laughs> I wish that was me I don't I hate vodka freaking niche vodka yeah no vodka on its own is not good I told you about the time I did um, vodka roulette when I was like 17 right you got all the vodkas yeah I just kept losing <laughs> speaking of losing put it there I don't know I'll cut it here <laughs> see you in a bit but not long for you And we're back. We've had a break for an hour for Sean's meeting. We've yeah. recharged our wine glasses. And I'm here to talk about Sam Elsmills. I don't know how you say his surname. Mr. Robot's freaky new movie starring Julia Motherfucking Roberts. Yeah. Yeah. She's back. Julia Roberts. Uh-huh. Ethan Hawke. Ooh. Maharsha Ali. Yo. And Kevin Bacon. Like a blade in there. That's not. Like a blade and the bad guy from Moon Knight. Is Maharshala Ali in the new Blade? Yeah. Oh, good for him. In a movie that's never going to come out. You that, that film has been, it was announced like two years ago. It's been in development hell. Uh, it currently does not exist in any form. I 
love Maharsha Ali. I do too. I think, I think he's, he's great. great. He's so good in True Detective Season 3. Nice. So this movie is by the guy who makes Mr. Robot. Sam, mm-hmm. I'm not going to say his surname, Sam. We're on I'm first... going to go say his surname. I think it's like Esmil or something. Esmil. I'm just going to Google Mr. Robot Man. Yeah. Well, you're going to get fucking Rami Malek. Yeah. Mr. Robot Man. Mr. Elliot Alderson. No. Sam Esmail. Yeah, I did say, yeah. Yeah. So Sam Esmail made uh, Mr. Robot. He also made Homecoming, which I really like. Do you really like Homecoming? It's oh, on yeah. Amazon. What's it about? It's about uh, a man who is a Afghan vet in a facility because he had like a post, like a brain injury. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, you're looking, studying the like one of the psychiatrists in the facility and you realize they're doing like something weird's going on with those those human tests I mean patients <laughs> it's very good nice. um, and the second season has a famous singer who became an actress not Lady Gaga she was in uh, she she has an album called Dirty Computer what's her name I don't know for some reason Julianne Moore is coming into my head but it's not Julianne Moore she's in May <laughs> no, December yeah that's another um, movie that's another movie we're going to be talking yeah. about in a bit uh, what was the movie or the <gasps> album Dirty Computer Dirty Computer uh, she was also in the second Knives Out oh Janelle Monae Janelle Monae's in the yeah. second season she's also very good yeah she's right um, this movie is it's a very fun movie it was laser targeted for my family oh yeah it is about Ethan Hawke and Jennifer Jesus my brain brain has gone zappy on uh yeah, you had to listen to me talk about D&D for an hour. Yeah. God, what was the actress I literally just said her name? That she... Janelle Monet. No, the one who's been in all these Matt Damon movies. <laughs> Julia Roberts. <laughs> you forgot <laughs> Julia Roberts' name? Sean, I'm EP. I've been in town for 12 hours today. That's fucked up. Um, Julianne, Julia Roberts and Ethan Hawke live in New York. They have two bratty-ass kids who are like teenagers. And they rent a nice cottage in like Connecticut uh or like you know by the sea for like a weekend to just get away during the summer and during this all the satellites go down in the world oh yeah i saw a trailer for this actually yeah yeah, yeah yeah now it's one of those movies where if you're not a fan of sam's work you're gonna fucking hate this okay and i love i love mr robot it was like the first prestigious tv that i watched mm. i've never Damn, finished you it you like the you like the show about the sad computer man it's the show that got me into Sad Computer Men. Damn. Because it, it, it does have Rami Malek in it. From yeah. The Night at the Museum. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It also came out when I was 16. Sure. And like, because yeah. I, I do, it's before, like, it got me into coding. Right. Hell yeah. Yeah. Christian Slater is also in Mr. I love Mr. Robot. Mr. Robot is one of those funny shows where I loved it, but because it took, like, massive times off between the seasons, I've never finished it. Okay. Because Rami Malek just got massive. So yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. He was they, in Night at the Museum. Yeah, he was also in Oppenheimer. Yeah, he was, yeah. yeah. Um, so, like, I watched season one and season two, and then I've never gone back. There's also, oh, there's such a sad, like, Icelandic boy in that show. Nice. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make Sean watch Mr. Robot someday. And oh. Homecoming's also really fun. Um, but this movie's on Netflix. If you don't buy into Sam's shit, you're not going to like this movie. <laughs> but I buy into Sam's shit, so I love this movie. It was so much fun. Uh, an ongoing subplot of the movie is the Gen Zine daughter wants to watch the final episode of Friends. Yeah. <laughs> but her... But her internet's gone, so she can't. <laughs> it's really funny. Damn, she it's has a... no physical media. She has no physical... Physical media plays a big, significant role in this movie. Fuck yeah. There's also... It has probably one of my favourite depictions of, like, old, like older brother, younger sister dynamics... Um, shout out John because there's a scene in this 
that just reminded me of my childhood where they're playing in a pool and the parents are talking and in the background you just see the older brother just donking the sister in the pool (laughs) just like picking her up and like body slamming her into the water and I'm like this is hauntingly familiar to me something that was haunting to Sean was a movie called May December (laughs) yeah I don't even want to talk about this movie much because it made me so sad I know highly recommend this go watch it watch go watch it if you're like able to yeah if you're in a good state be careful go read some fucking like yeah read about what the movie's about and believe that it is terrible it's no the movie's really good the shit that it shows is heartbreaking yeah it Um, doesn't show anything no, 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 no. Because they're all, um, you never see... No, you don't. Do you want to ex- describe what the movie is about, at least? Um, it is a, it is based on a true story Horrifying. about a woman who... Um, Attacked a child. Yeah, groomed a 13-year-old boy. God, is that how he is? He was 13 years old. Jesus Christ. Um, she was like a regular at the uh, pet shop that he worked at. And they kind of started... No, she worked at a pet shop and they were looking for like a bunny temp staff a 13 um, year old and he applied and she was like yeah i want to fuck this kid but and, then they get married yeah then they get married and so what it's about is um like after they've been married for like 20 plus years uh, an actress shows up at their house to like study them because she's playing the woman in a movie about yeah thing. so Natalie Portman's uh, the actress Julianne yeah. Moore who I that's why mm. I kept saying Julianne Moore yeah uh, Julianne Moore is the, the woman uh, yeah the groomer yeah uh, and Charles Melton is Reggie. the guy dang Charles Melton is the best actor of our generation he is fucking amazing I've heard that this. he's gonna clean up supporting actor at the Oscars he has to yeah. Has. If he has. It's gonna be a real good Oscar. If he season. doesn't win an Oscar for this, I'm going to be heartbroken because he puts in the fucking work. Johnny Depp, though. Not Johnny Depp. I'm um, fucking Robbie Downey Jr., though. No, no. no I no. believe you. Charles Melton dates yeah. it. Uh, Charles Melton is like, what if Jacob Elordi was better? I do like Jacob Elordi. You'll like Charles Melton because he's better? I feel like. I do believe Charles Melton's good. I also like you haven't seen After Sun and Paul and After Sun. It's one of some of the most haunting. No, not Paul Mescal. Jacob Elordi. No, I'm just saying when you think about the best actor of our generation. Sure. Because I think Paul's up there. I think Paul's a very good actor. I'm sure. Oh no, After Sun broke me. This film broke me. I was uh, weeping. Oh no, I weeped after After yeah. Sun. Yeah, I feel like it's this year's After Sun. Where it's just this movie that kind of yeah. got, was getting some buzz and then it came out and everyone was like, oh... Mm-hmm. Uh, soul crushing yeah there's one part where I was like actively weeping which is um, there's a part where Natalie Portman is like on her laptop or whatever checking her emails and she's been sent audition tapes for the actor to play the kid I've heard about this and yeah. it's fucking nightmarish yeah um, the other part is literally the last scene of the movie yeah so I don't want to talk don't about talk it about too it, much yeah. But you realize something about Natalie Portman and it recontextualizes the whole movie in a very interesting way. Interesting. Yeah. Cool. I do want to go. I was saying this to Sean before we recorded (laughs) that yesterday I was going to go treat myself and go watch Saltburn. But I was just very tired because 
the week before Christmas is a very mentally draining week and I yeah. also needed to watch fucking Eurotrip <laughs> so I watched Eurotrip instead of seeing Saltburn but yeah. I saw it it's coming on video on demand soon but I might just go treat myself and go do nice. like a little movie binge on Saturday Hell yeah. go to the cinema before my birth yeah um Something I've been watching on Netflix that's been incredible. Really recommend it. It's a show called Informer. Okay. Starring Paddy Constantine. Oh, from House of the Dragon? I think so, yeah. yeah. He's Paddy the Considine. Constantine. Constantine. I don't care. I'm going to say it that way. Um, he's not the hellblazer. He is. He's, no, he's not. He's a fucking bastard in this show. <laughs> it's a BBC show. It's like six episodes on Netflix now. Sure. Uh, it also stars an actress who was in um, Belle Pelts. Who I recognise from being on was MI. What? She was in MI High. MI. The the show about spies. <laughs> it's on CBBC. Wait, I definitely watched that. Oh my god! <laughs> I just unlocked a memory. Yeah, I think you have. I loved MI High. Is oh it... yeah, yeah. Watch this. <laughs> that one. She's on it now. Nice. Okay. MI High. What a show. Damn. But it's a very interesting show where it's basically it's about. Um, the bad guys are called Skull. In Am I High? Yeah. yeah. Am I High is great. Yeah. They're not my kids shows like it anymore. <laughs> I don't. I, I don't know. I don't watch kids television. Yeah, it's all Bluey and shit now. Bluey's must be great. Yeah, it's yeah, all Paul Patrol. It's all propaganda. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but Informer is basically it's from like 2018. It's the start of the show. You basically realize that there's been a there's a terror incident that happens in like a cafe in London, and you jump back like. I think it's a year or six months. And you know that Paddy is somewhat involved in this case because he knows who the perpetrator is. Right. So you're basically trying to kind of see what leads up to this event. And he is a, like, anti-terror cop. Uh, MI High Lady is his, like, new recruit. And they identify this kind of, like, British-born Pakistani guy because they catch him dealing. Or, like, he has drugs on him at a party. So they're like, we can get you to turn to be an informant. Which I know that sounds like a kind of dodgy start show it's really good because it like it confronts the fact that being a undercover like an informant a is like horrible for you and your entire family um and also the cops are all terrible people hell yeah hell yeah they are because the thing is with paddy paddy also was an informant because he was in he went undercover in a fucking um like english defense league like white power movement for 10 years and he's still undercover He's still in it? He's still in it. He, I think if he's officially out of it, but he still has all the tattoos and stuff and he's still getting called by the guys. So as the show is going on, he's getting like pulled back into that whole like white nationalism thing. Damn. But you also don't know who does the terror incident. Okay. So you, I'm kind of like, is it going to be a white, like one of the crazy like white nationals? Is it going to be like the guys they've pulled into this like terrible, like terrorist funding thing just because they've been like, you're someone who's Pakistani and we have information on you. So you get involved in terror, like, like gang yeah. and terrorism shit. And that leads to like a, rad- like a, a radicalization. It's just a very interesting look on like the war on terror through sure. the eyes of like everybody involved, except the people who are like pulled into it are kind of bastards. Nice. But the, the, the Pakistani mom in it, incredible because she has two sons and she's just like can you please stop (laughs) can you just stop it's called i want to check out this show the informant it's called informer Informer. it's very very good look how sad they look sean they do look very sad he's very good in it because there's all these kind of bits in it where like and he's like very threatening (gasps) wait a minute what 
Wait a minute, this is the mother, yeah. Sinetra uh, Sarkar? Yeah. She also plays an excellent Pakistani mother in Ackley Bridge. Oh, cool. Yeah, she's really good in that show She's well. very, she's very funny. Yeah. I really, I really like her because it's, it's one of the shows like, uh, somewhat my mum and dad put it on and I was like, eh, this could be shit. And I'm actually like, oh, I, I really like this. Um, highly recommend. It came out years ago, but I had heard nothing about it when it came out originally. Sure. And yeah, and our last piece of media before we talk about Euro Trip. Jesus, this is a long media section. Uh-huh. We had so much media to talk about. Yeah, Plus, we, we haven't given you a main feed episode in like a month. Uh-huh. What's your secret movie show? So I'm a teacher. Yeah. So today I had a first year class and a fourth year class. Did you put a movie on the TV to entertain them? I did. Did you put Elf on? I gave them a choice between Home Alone 2 and Elf. Did you choose Home Alone 2? Both classes almost unanimously chose Elf. My guys! So today I've watched the first about 50 minutes of Elf twice. Elf is... <laughs> I think Elf is the best modern Christmas movie. I think so too. One Elf, that's come out Elf and Home Alone 2 are up there as the best Christmas movies for me, I think. Uh, like, I don't know any other films I'd put up there. Maybe The Grinch. See, for me, it's not a Christmas movie, but it's a Christmas movie for me. Sure. It's Sound of Music. Yeah, yeah. Um, for me, it's like the classic Bonds as well, actually. Yeah. For my mother, it is Temple of Doom. Oh, interesting. Because they used to always put it on RTE when nice. she was a kid. So sure. she had it taped. So she always saw the Christmas ads whenever she watched it. So ah, she's just, she's yeah. Pavlog dog herself into associating nice. it with Christmas. Hell yeah. Uh, Elf is fun. I like Elf a lot. Again, a movie that would not be made nowadays. No, not a chance. It's just funny. Like, it's just yeah. genuinely, like, it's a Christmas movie, but it's so witty. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, again, great physical comedy in it as well. Uh, Will Ferrell just pretending to be a big elf is so funny. Um, Will Ferrell, uh, executive producer of May, December. Really? Yeah. Will Ferrell is kind of like... Because he's on Succession as well. Yeah, he's yeah. one of those actors... That I think he has his pot like Natalie Portman's also producer in May yeah, December. Sure, yeah. yeah. I think what Will Ferrell's done is actually really fucking cool. I read about this, but I need to double check it so don't I can't confirm. Sure. Supposedly what he does is like when he works with women, he will help them set up their own production companies. Oh, cool. So supposedly like his assistant for him that he had for like four years has gone to set up her own production company with his help. Nice. So his name is on stuff, but it's just kind of like He's like, you're doing all the producing work. You're helping getting the scripts made. Mm-hmm. He's like, I'm Will Ferrell. If I say, yep, that's good. It will just get made because of the nature of like how awful Hollywood is. Yeah. It's kind of what Matt and Ben have done with their production stuff, I feel. Sure. Um, um, except they're doing like dad movies. Yeah. Which I love. But they're dad movies. Yeah, they are. If. The last If is coming. We tweet. We, if the if trailer yeah, is coming. If trailer drop that movie is going to be rough. <laughs> I can't wait to see it opening Friday night. Yeah. And then come straight over here and, <laughs> and record it. <laughs> um, one, one thing I want to say about Elf is uh, I believe in the last main episode that we released, not Kid Nation, when I, was talking on we- when I was talking about Westworld, I think I said that Ed Harris is in Elf. He's not. Ed Harris is not in Elf. It's James Kane. <laughs> yeah. Um, he just kind of looks like Ed Harris. Our, yeah, he's not bald And is like a grumpy man. man. Yeah. yeah. James Kane does something. Is it James Kane or James Kahn? Uh, well, I don't know. I think it's James Kahn. Sure, he's in James Peach, Kahn. I think. Oh, cool. Michael Mann. Oh, Ferrari. Listen. 
Adam Driver, Penelope Cruz, Shailene Woodley, terrible CGI Ferrari crash. It does have Shailene Woodley from the fucking is the is no it's Divergent that she's in. Yeah. Right? yeah. It will be a fun movie for me. Yeah. Sean, Speaking of fun movies for both of us. Oh, this movie tricked me. The 2004 film Euro Trip. Euro Trip. Euro. Uh, starring a bunch of guys. To be honest, none of the men in this movie are significant in any way. Nope. The only actress of... Uh, yeah, uh, yes, actor-actress of note. Is Michelle Trachtenberg. Yeah, because Michelle Trachtenberg is in one of my childhood favourite movies. Oh yeah? Which one? Ice Princess! Ice Damn, okay. Combining my love... I've ever heard of Combining before. my loves of ice skating and physics, yeah. Sean. She was in Harriet the Spy as well. You know who is in... <gasps> Wait, I think I might have seen Ice Princess. You know who's an Ice Princess? Who? Motherfucking Samantha Jones. No. Yes, Sean. Yeah, Joan Cusack, Kim Cattrall, Michelle Trachtenberg and Hayden Panettiere, who was also in... Yeah, she was in Heroes. Do you see the poster for Ice Princess? Is it... Yeah! Yeah, I have seen that. I love it. Yeah. It's a great movie. I made all my guy friends watch it on my birthday <laughs> in Canada and they were like, Hannah, this movie's actually great. And I'm like, Hell I yeah. know. I have great taste. Michelle Trachtenberg's had a weird career. Yeah, she has. I uh, always she had a very bad time on the set of Buffy. Really? Yeah. Was that the yeah. one that she was pregnant and they like were really awful to her. I know, or... I just know Joss, I don't know much of the details, but I know Joss Whedon was terrible to her. Oh, that's, that's made me upset. Yeah. But I know her from Ice Princess, but like she's Oh, kind she's of... in an episode of uh, Criminal Minds as well. Oh no. Oh, I've started watching more Criminal Minds. That show is... Hell yeah. I mean, I need to get back. Oh, I forgot to talk about The Walking Dead, but I'll talk about that next time. Yeah. Uh, Michelle Trackenberry has not done anything of note in a few years, except mm-hmm. 17 again. Which yeah. cool. Uh, I feel she's like in she's the gone... 2022 Gossip Girl revival. Yeah, because she's the big bad yeah. Gossip Girl. Has she just gone to TV or something? Or I think she's just vibing. No, she's probably made so much. She's fun. got a documentary in the works. She's the host of a show called Meet, Marry, Murder. Do you like marrying a murder? Ain't much. I do either. All I meet. No, as meet is in um, to meet somebody. I got. That's not what I thought. <laughs> it seems to be like a Twilight Zone style true crime show. Where that kind of haunts. Good for Michelle Trachtenberg. Yeah. But yeah, she hasn't really done much in the last, say, decade. Like, she yeah. does feel like one of those actresses that was, she was really big in the early 2000s. Sure. And then she just like, was like, I'm done now. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. Uh, this movie also stars uh, Scott Melkowitz. Is that Mr. Lonely Island? I don't know the Lonely Island well enough to... We've got Jacob... So Scott Melkowitz is Scott. Yeah. Uh, Jacob Pitts as Cooper. Cooper. Uh, Jessica Bors as uh, Mike, or Mike, as she's initially known. Uh, Jeffrey Tambor from Arrested Development is in this as uh, Scott's dad. Yeah. Uh, and I guess... Matt uh, Damon. Matt is... Damon is in yeah. there for... Uh, this is another truly, like... He had, five second Matt Damon he appears so early in the movie as yeah, well like literally maybe like five minutes in he shows up eight minutes in because yeah. I paused it yeah uh, I now own this movie forever because yeah. it was cheaper to buy it than rent it off Apple TV which is always a terrible sign yeah Euro, okay, Eurotrip is a movie about a bunch of American high school students who have just finished high school yeah they've just graduated and they, they go to Europe for 
two of them are on like a uh, doing like a backpacking thing around Europe. The other two go for plot reasons. Yeah, they go because uh, the main character is Scott. Yeah. Um, of Scotty doesn't know fame. Oh, and sweet. We're going to talk about Scotty his, doesn't know for... His girlfriend breaks up with him on the day of his graduation. Um, because she's been cheating on him and lying about it and she's tired of lying about it and she just doesn't want to do it anymore. I do find, I kind of like, Fiona is compelling to me. It's just the delivery. Those lines are so terribly written and they're so terribly delivered as well. Um, Yeah, but it's just the fact of her being like, I've been lying to you this entire time we've been dating. I've been cheating on you for at least a year. Yeah. You just deserve to know. I'm so like yeah, like we're. I'm not even that apologetic about it. Yeah, she's not at all. No, Um, like her, the guy that she was cheating on him with, writes a song about her cheating on him. (laughs) And is like ten years older than her, which does track for these like Warped Tour era like. Yeah, yeah. yeah, Matt Damon is in this as like a like a punk, like a pop punk singer. Yeah, he's got piercings. He's bald. Scotty doesn't know. Scotty doesn't know such a banger. Uh, people were throwing mischief and saying bad things about Scotty doesn't know last night in a server we're both in, and I want to say, wait, you're were wrong. they? Yeah, what they the said, fuck? yeah, check the. Uh, God damn it! But yeah, it's Scott's whole thing can be boiled down to is when he's getting broken up by his girlfriend Fiona, he gets told that he's predictable. So the whole movie is basically like Scott's gonna try and not be predictable by being yeah. the most predictable boy in existence uh-huh. uh, we discovered that he has a German like email pen pal called Mike you learn like 15 minutes into the movie that twist Mike is actually Mika because uh, he's bad at German yeah. and <laughs> is a girl that's very into him yeah. and he insults so yeah for... he insults because his friend Cooper is like this... Cooper who's a villain Cooper's a fucking bastard I love Cooper <laughs> 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 oh there's a one point Cooper this is much the, 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 the opening at the, when he's at the party um, and he's in the in, in the hot tub with the girl and he talks her into like taking her bra off because he says there's like dirt, dirt on her it's the stupidest scene of all time but this dude is playing it so insanely Guys, this movie this movie's bad. I yeah, wonder this movie record- is terrible. It's oddly really compelling. Yeah, I like- don't know what magic it did on us. I think because <laughs> I th- my oh. my theory is that the first ten minutes are immensely worse than the rest of the movie. I think when so they're I in think- America, it's so bad. Yeah, so I think what happened was we set the bar like right at the bottom with the America scenes, and then once the rest of the movie starts happening, it's so comparatively better. I that also, it kind of hooked us. I also think... So what normally happens is when we watch these movies that Matt does a cameo in and it's not a, we're not super enjoying the movie. Yeah. You are waiting for Matt to appear so much. Yeah. And he always yeah. turns up at the end. Mm-hmm. They're like... Shout out to Finding Forrester. <laughs> they're anticipating Matt appearing. Like, you're like, when is he going to appear? And the fact he appears so suddenly in this yeah because I thought the Scotty doesn't know scene happens at the very end I of the movie I did too yeah so when it's like eight minutes in and there's like a touch of the mic and you just see Matt Damon and you're like no no, no. <laughs> um, I also think Michelle Trachtenberg in this so Scott and Cooper they're like best friends they're yeah. also very good friends with this girl called Jenny and her twin brother whose name I do not recall Jamie Jamie yeah Jamie and Jenny are really good in this. Yeah, they're I, fun. I think yeah. they're like... There is one part where I was like, shouldn't have put that scene in the movie. Is it the scene in the Bratislava? Yeah. Yeah, it's uh-huh. weird. Yeah, that scene's fucked it's up. It's just so weird. I don't like it. 
But yeah, so they go. Let's just get through the America bit. Uh-huh, um, yeah, uh, Scotty graduates. Scotty graduates, gets dumped by his girlfriend, goes mm-hmm. to a big party. Yeah. Um, Matt Damon is there. He gets uh, cooked. Um, yeah, he, yeah, Matt Damon makes out with Fiona uh, in front of him. Uh, Cooper disappears and goes to hang out in a bathtub, or not a bathtub, a hot tub. Hot tub sexually with a, harasses with a hot woman. girl, uh, sexually harasses her, is doing just the most insane facial expressions throughout the whole thing, like a cartoon character. And he gets caught and like gets the shit beaten out of him by his friends. You find out one dynamic I do think is really I think it's funny because mm-hmm. I'm seven years old. Yeah. Um, of Jenny consistently being like, "Why are you being dismissive to girls or saying shit about girls?" Yeah, I am I really also like, a girl. I really and like, like Jenny in this. Yeah. Because she's just like, I think it's kind of clear that she is into. I don't really know if she's into Cooper. From the start yeah, of the movie, but she, or if it's like, I think she has a little crush, but she doesn't think it's going to go anywhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I like the romance of Jenny and Cooper. I can't believe I just said that in this movie. <laughs> yeah, gave me a little bit more in this <laughs> Happy 2024, <laughs> folks! Happy 2024. Jeez, I haven't even touched the weird cracking shit, you got me? You're going to love that. Yeah. No, because like, I know we're jumping ahead, but I think it actually is a nice way of portraying that like oh you're you you have a like realizing you actually like your friend yeah i think how cooper realizes it is really funny i do too yeah yeah like it's not really funny is very subjective like it's funny comparatively funny to the the rest rest of the the movie movie. yeah but like i think in a better script this kind of because it's not something you ever really see Mm. of a guy being like oh no my female friend is hot yeah uh, there is one part of this film that got a genuine laugh out of me. Which but is... we'll get to that when we get to so, it. Yeah. I, I tried to take notes on this film. Uh, the, these are my notes. Hannah's seen my notes for other movies. Um, this is not as extensive as it generally is. Do you think you'd like the robot fight? The robot fight was great. So yeah, the, the twins are going to Paris. The boys are staying behind in America. Scott mm-hmm. gets back... He does piss all over his brother's towel when he gets back from this party. Yeah, he does. Um, In fairness, his brother's a little shit. I love the little brother. The little brother's great. He's so funny. It's it's so funny that he's the one who explains to him that Mika is a girl's name. So he realizes Mika's a girlfriend name after he sends her a like of drunken email being like, I don't want to sleep with you. Get get the fuck away from me. Because yeah, because he, he thinks she's a man. I will say, this movie is so mid-2000s. Uh-huh, yeah. Because every woman gets naked. Uh-huh. They're throwing the Orsler around everywhere. Everywhere. The humor is, like, edgy humor, but it's just, like, what if national stereotype? Yeah. But hey, the, some of that's funny, though. But the amount of, like, gay baiting in it, or, like, gay panic, or I don't know how to describe it. Of like Yeah, this... there's a lot of gay jokes in there. Yeah. Yeah. Like, but nothing scarier than the concept of like a gay man. Yeah. I feel. Uh-huh. It's not good. No, it's, it's not a bad great. movie. That Italian man on the train. Didn't care for Didn't that. like that part. No. That part was bad. Poor Italians. Yeah. Scott has this realization that um Mika's a girl and into him because he realizes how hot Mika is and he's like, I need to go to America or I need to go to Europe to apologize. And they fly to London because they 
basically realize they can just do like a get a cheap flight if you do a courier thing which that is not real i no. wish it was yeah i'd do it i would too yeah yeah yeah, they, uh, but they can't get a courier flight to Berlin straight away. The only thing that they can get is to Manchester. Um, oh, no, it's to London. It's to London. Bing yeah. bong. Um, this movie does do a very racist mm-hmm. thing to Irish people in the opening yeah, hate credits. Crimes us, hate, hate crimes us really badly. Where uh, it shows like Ireland and England and it has the English flag over both of them. Fuck that. Yeah. They didn't even go to Ireland. They don't even go to... I was kind of disappointed we didn't get any stereotypes. Me too. I would have liked to see what they thought of us. They would have liked they're great. Yeah. They haven't done anything wrong. Uh, they, go to, they go to London first and they're mm-hmm. like... Something I find very funny about uh, this movie. Not funny, but it's just like... I notice it instantly. Mm-hmm. They'd end up in all these cities... And they have always a couple of hours to kill until the next train. Yeah, yeah, it's great. It feels like an SNL skit or something. Yeah. yeah. Um, uh, another thing that I love about it is kind of the framing device that's used for... Because they do like an Indiana Jones style like arrow going to yeah. the next place on the map. But the way that they have it done is they, they plan out their uh, route just like, at, like at, a at, a, at a dinner table. And they're just using the different plates as like the locations. Yeah. And so instead of... The arrows moving on the map. There's the arrows moving between the different plates yeah, on the table, yeah, which is very good. fun. There's a point where it goes off the table to the next table, and it's, it's really good. Um, but they end up in London, and there's so many different stereotypes of English people you could use. Uh-huh. And then I remember this movie was probably written in 2003. Yeah. So English hooliganism, football. Fuck yeah, football hooligans. They Don't say into fuck a... yeah, football hooligans, please. Ever again. Say <laughs> that ever again. <laughs> I just think it's a compelling archetype. Where are your Doc Martens? Uh, ah! Got my Fred Perry's upstairs. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was such a like anime laugh. Holy shit, the waveforms are so funny. Um, oh. Yeah, uh, they, they wander into a pub and it's full of a bunch of football hooligans. And one Manchester, of them... Manchester United. Manchester United fans, yeah. And one of them who is given a name... I can't remember what it was. It was Mad something. Mad, uh, Maynard? Minyard? Maynard? Maynard. Maynard. Um, Just looks like a white-skinned head. Yeah. 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 Uh, he is played by Vinnie Jones, who is, uh, an actual football player. Oh, that's that's good. Yeah. A defensive midfielder from 1984 to 1999 for Wimbledon, Leeds United, Sheffield United, Chelsea, and Queen's Park Rangers. Slay. Yeah. He is very angry at these two young American men who have wandered into their pub. Vinnie Jones is an X-Men The Last Stand. <gasps> who does he play? I don't know. Who does he play? You keep talking. No, oh. I, you, you start talking. I gotta, I gotta go research this. But they, they go into this pub and Scott basically pulls like an English drinking song out of his butt. Yeah. And they get adopted by the English football fans because it turns out not every... Eng- <laughs> what? You know who he plays in X-Men Angel? The Last Stand? Angel. He's a juggernaut, bitch. <laughs> I love doing this podcast. I love doing this podcast. I love doing this podcast. <laughs> but they, they befriend the English football hooligans and they just kind of mm-hmm. go drinking because they're like, yeah. drinking age is 18 in Europe. And I'm like, oh, yeah. Yeah. They, children. Yeah. And they get absolutely blasted and they wake up on a bus. Going the way they were going to go already. Yeah, going the right way. Yeah. Uh, because apparently Man U are playing in Paris. They do that. They yeah, could they... be playing Paris 
San Germain. Yeah. Yeah. I can remember um, the G. I couldn't remember the San. Yeah. Um, but it's fully just like an open top double decker bus. <laughs> like they've stolen one of the red London buses. Uh, we and, can buy those. And they just drive to Paris. That's such a long drive. Such, such a, a long, long drive. drive. Yeah. <laughs> I will say one thing that made me very tilted watching uh-huh. this. The route makes no sense. Who gives a shit? Me! <laughs> Amsterdam's so much closer to Calais than Paris. Yeah. Ah! But they have to go to Paris to get to the football match. I know, but... And they don't decide to go to Amsterdam until they meet uh, the Jamie and Jenny. Yeah. Jenny? Is Jenny. Yeah. yeah. They go to Paris. They meet the twins. They explain the plot of the movie to the yeah. twins. Um, Cooper is also being like, I'm going on this movie to have wild um wild european, european sex, sex because yeah. america was set up by prudes yeah and i'm like maybe or maybe we just know more humor than titties he 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 which is this entire movie's plot wait what do you mean we know more like i feel like comedy in europe is not just like look there's boobs it should be more <laughs> I love this. Yeah. <laughs> this movie is such a fever dream. This is why it really is. is. Yeah. Um, uh, while they're in Paris, uh, Jamie convinces them to go and um, like go to the Louvre and they're waiting in line for it. And they meet this guy who's pretending to be a robot. And so Cooper goes and also starts pretending to be a robot to you know, make Scott, some money. Scott does it. Scott does it. Uh, and then they start like fighting. Having a robot. Having fight. a robot. But fight. it's like really but- like good street theater yeah they're, they're both like doing they're still doing the robot movements but they're both really good at it yeah um, i think i know what the problem why we're so confused by this movie sure the actors are all good yeah there's no bad actors all, in. it's not like, maybe fiona i feel is bad but yeah. i mean like of the core four mm. they're all really good yeah the script is just Terrible. Yeah, the script is just insane. But when you're watching them, you're like, oh, this is actually really compelling watching them because they all kind of, they have such good chemistry on screen. Yeah. And they're all having such a ball making the movie. They're, yeah, they're very clearly having a lot of fun making this. But it's just such a bad movie. <laughs> I can't describe it. Is, is this the point where they go to the nudist beach? So they they go to dinner after they go to the Louvre. And that's when they do the... The mapping. The, the mapping, yeah. So the, their plan is they're going to go to Amsterdam. They're going to go to like a random village to see a cathedral. Yeah. And they go somewhere between Amsterdam and Berlin. No, because they get robbed in Amsterdam. So they're meant to get a train, yeah. to, train to, from Amsterdam to Berlin, which makes no sense. Don't worry about I, it. I will worry about it. Um, <laughs> but they get cut off there. So it yeah. goes like... Like village in France, Amsterdam, Bratislava, Berlin, Vatican. Yeah, yeah. Not to not to give away the twist. They go to Bratislava and then Berlin and then the Vatican. Yeah, and they spend kind of like fifteen minutes in each place. I would say. Yeah, that sounds about right. Yeah, yeah. What was your favorite part? I liked the Bratislava bit. I really the the Bratislava, Bratislava bit. That was the one part that got a lot of like genuine laughs out of me. Did you like the uh, fairy? I, I liked the dog that had a human hand in its mouth. <laughs> yeah i did not enjoy the like oh everyone is poor in eastern europe stuff but i was like this club line looks fucking real yeah fun. i thought it was i thought it was funny but they the first thing that they do is they go to this small town and uh fucking jamie wants to go to see this statue or some shit statue some dead sailors yeah uh and the the boys are like no there's this big nudist beach you gotta go there um, Can I just say, 
I cannot think of anything worse than going to a nude speech with your friends. Yeah, me neither. No, I don't I want to see my friends' cocks. <laughs> but they get there and they're like reading the uh, uh, like tourist guide excitedly as they're going. And they, they get to the end of it and they're like, but in the summer, uh, all of the locals leave because a bunch of like American tourists show up to leer at them. So instead they go to the next beach over, which is by the statue that they would have been going to. And so instead of a bunch of hot French babes, it's just a load of like middle-aged men at this, at this nudist beach and they're all grossed out. And Jenny. And then Jenny shows up and they start like shambling towards her like, like zombies. zombies. Yeah. yeah. And it, that's a good, that's a funny bit. Yeah. Um, I do always love the early 2000s like... We've made the female actress not eat for two weeks before the shot. Yeah, she's very skinny. Oh, you can see all her ribs. Yeah. It was like and, not pleasant. Yeah, and this is the point where Cooper is like ogling her and she's like, oh, she is hot. He ogles her before in Paris because oh, she drops she the can. And she meets the guy at the Christoph. train station. Kristoff, yes. yes. This is Jenny's plot point, like character yeah. arc in the movie. Is she wants to meet a charismatic older European man and mm-hmm. be whisked away for the summer. Yeah. And then she realizes the hor- horrifying implications of such such a fantasy. Yeah. <laughs> and she doesn't go through with it. Yeah. Which, she, good for Jenny. She does meet such a man, Christoph, at the like Paris train station. Yeah. Um, but she doesn't go for it. Yeah. Yes. Um, he realizes in Bratislava that he's married. Yeah. And is like, ooh, I don't like this. Yeah. And then they go to Amsterdam. Nope, yeah, but uh Oh, the Italian man. Just the thing about Cooper realizes he likes Jenny because he he like oogles her in public and then realizes it's Jenny and he gets very confused. Yeah, which I was like, ah, yeah, good. No, oh, this this actor is very. He's a very famous comedian. I th- I think there's like there is something very funny of his deliver in his delivery of oh Miss Goosey. Like that's the only funny part of it. It's just his like because the the fucking Italian it's man's just, whole thing is he's just like. They're in a in a fucking booth in the train, and this Italian man comes in and starts sexually, sexually assaulting them. Yeah. yeah, but it's like when but they go when they go through the tunnels. Yeah, yeah. It's and, but the, the the joke is that he's like constantly just kind of like pushing boundaries and saying "oh, me scusi" whenever anybody says anything, and then just keeping going. There's um, one point where they go through a really long tunnel, and it yeah. ends up with him like with his pants off, mm. and I'm just like, and he just. Like, the rest of them are on the other side of the thing. He's just there, like, with his pants up. So, who's goosey? <laughs> I, thought that was, I thought that delivery was kind of funny. Again, it's one but of those like, things where everyone in this movie is really good. Yeah. The content they're just saying is it terrible. It's terrible. It's the opposite of this podcast. No. <laughs> <laughs> but it's just, like, that is such a, a funny thing of, like, the haunting Italian man that just follows him everywhere. It's a classic thing. Yeah, because they get on another train and he's there as well. But it's just like, it's wrapped oh. up in this just weird early 2000s. I feel like if this movie was written in like the early 90s, it'd be way funnier. Just because... Yeah, I think so. The the, ni- the early 2000s gets into this stage of comedy. It actually really reminded me of Jay and Silent Bob Strikes Back. Where it just got a lot it nastier. Feels, it feels like Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back like turned up a little bit. Yeah, like th- in terms of like the sexual yeah. content. Yeah, and yeah, just yeah. like the amount of like... Casual homophobia, yeah, ableism, yeah, but that's just what the early 2000s were kind of like, yeah, I guess. Um, if you watch a lot of the kind of bad comedies from them, it's very common that, like, yeah, slurs just kind of became the norm again. The one, the one 
joke that really got me in the movie. Yeah. It's when they go to Amsterdam Mm -hmm. and they go to the pot shop. So I have been to Amsterdam and I've been to one of these cafes. And let me tell you, it looked exactly like this place. (laughs) What, the Rastafarian cafe? Yeah. 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 Yeah, because they're just just everywhere. They go Mm -hmm. to Amsterdam. Again, they have a couple of hours to kill in Amsterdam. I I do want to shout out Jane, uh, not Jenny, Jamie. Is that the... the Jamie. Because he is me on all these... And if I went on a European trip like this, I feel. Damn. Just being like, I'll do all the planning. Sure. I'll keep an eye on the money. Sean, we went to Berlin together and I did all the planning yeah, and I true. kept an eye on all the money. Yeah, uh, you didn't get uh, robbed during a blowjob behind a camera shop, though. I didn't bring my Leica with me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, there is a place that fucking... Cooper goes to because he sees What's like... it called? Uh, it's like Venga Von... Sex? Vonderbon Sex or something. Yeah, Vandersex. Vandersex. It's just like... He consents to an arrangement, and then the arrangement is not what he imagined. Yeah, but we'll we'll go through we'll go through plot by plot. I think because Scotty and uh, Jenny. Jenny go to a what they believe to be a weed cafe, and you are led to believe it's a weed cafe. Yeah, because this place looks like a weed cafe. It's where my safari. Um, yeah. Uh, and they're given the biggest plate of brownies I've ever fucking seen. They look like good brownies. They look like good brownies, yeah. And they're just, they eat all of them. And when that happened, I was like, oh, this is not going to go well for those guys. I like, will say, no fucking actual weed cafe would sell Would serve you, you that much. Man, yeah. No, no, no. 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 De- and it's definitely not to two, like, American, American teenagers. Yeah, children. Yeah. So but- they get destroyed they get fucking blasted on these brownies because they eat so much Scott gets so paranoid yeah he really does yeah um and then one of the fucking guys one of the Rastafarian guys who like owns the place comes up to them and he's like you did something to those brownies he's like it's like those aren't weed brownies they're just they're just a regular brownie this is just a cafe you fucking racial profiling (laughs) yeah and I was like good on you movie yeah um, and then he, like, as soon as it's pointed out to him, he sovers up immediately. Like, yeah, the, they, they're doing, like, do, like, a fisheye lens. Yeah. Because it's 2004. Yeah. Which is... But yeah, uh, ja- Jamie goes to a camera shop, because the- Jamie's whole thing is he's very into, like, tourism and stuff. Yeah, he's, he's very into He's... Okay. Uh, he is. I think he just wants to, uh, see the nice cultural sites Did you Europe. see his fucking holster that he has for his maps? Listen, it looks very comfortable. <laughs> they all, everyone, when you go back, backpacking isn't glamorous. Everyone looks yeah. awful doing it. Yeah, but he, that's not what I'm saying. I'm saying he's a nerd because he owns it. He owns the fucking map holster. Listen, the, the, the money bag would have been useful if he hadn't gotten distracted. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Um, and on that note, he goes to get his camera fixed. Or just repaired or serviced. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because it's, then, like, really dirty or whatever. And he meets, like, a freaky European camera girl. Yeah, and she's like, oh, I, you know your cameras. Let me go give you a blowjob blow behind the, the shop. Good for her. Then yeah. he gets robbed. He I gets honestly... robbed during the blowjob. Yeah, that was a weird scene. Yeah, that was. Um... And then the last Amsterdam adventure is Cooper. Cooper going to Vandersex. Because he wants to get a free tea. Shirt. Yeah, because I have a t- I want one of those t-shirts. Sean, it's already it's after <laughs> Christmas. I've already ordered your birthday present because your Christmas present didn't come in time. He's gonna get it around probably now when you're listening to this. Damn, um, okay. I ordered it the fucking fourth of December. 
Damn, and it hasn't, hasn't arrived. Come. That's no, fucked. I'm annoyed. Yeah, he goes to what he as what he believes to be a sex club, which is true. It is and a it, sex yeah. club. Yeah, um, and he gets there, and there's like like five or six like beautiful women like lounging around. Let me tell you that the red light district in Amsterdam is one of the most depressing places to walk oh, through. Oh yeah, no, it just um, yeah. It's it it is fully just like naked women like lounging like in windows like looking out onto the street. Like it's one of those things where you realize like sex work is work. Yeah. Like it's not fun. Uh huh. I mean it's fun for one person involved, but mm. yeah. yeah, it's um, just not. But he he comes into this sex club. It's like five beautiful women there. They're all like, "Oh, you you don't know the European ways of sex." It's like, "No, I don't." You want to show me? And they're like, yeah, let's let's go. They're like tying him down to a bed and stuff. And they're yeah. all crawling all over him. And then they all leave. And like the curtains around the bed fall away. And it's just this like, um, like a bare concrete like he's getting, room. He's getting tortured in like. Yeah, it's just like he's on the rack. Yeah, it's so bizarre. And it is um, that kind of like that trope of there's nothing like, you know, there's that, like, Lindsay Ellis video about, um, like, male sexual... Or it, it's some... I read something about it where it's, like, there's this trope of... There's nothing more incriminating for a man than, like, the threat of, like, sexual violence to, like, demasculate you or something. It's just, like, ten minutes of that. Yeah. But it's, like, escalating. I don't know what they were doing with that monkey. Yeah, I don't want to know what they were doing with that monkey. <laughs> yeah, the the lady who kind of brings him in, like, pulls away the robe that she's, she's wearing. Like, like, like leather dominator, like latex dominatrix gear um, she looks great yeah she does yeah. yeah she invites in two fucking huge dudes in like leather aprons yeah as you do mm-hmm. uh who 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 tend to him yeah it's just a lot of like and escalation she, yeah and she gives him a safe word that is unpronounceable deliberately you think so yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. and he can't pronounce it so they don't stop when he wants them to yeah it's not cool no but I think yeah. sometimes it's the weirdest section of the movie. Definitely, yeah. yeah. The part where they get the big um, trident of vibrating dildos, and there's like a laser sight on them. There's so much male nudity in this movie. Yeah. I will say about this movie, there's a lot of just nudity in general. Uh-huh. But it's like, they don't do the thing of like, every woman in the movie is naked and there's one naked dude. They do show yeah. a lot of dicks at the nudist beach. Michelle Trachtenberg is never naked, I don't think. No, she definitely had it in her contract. She didn't have to get naked. Yeah, good yeah. for her. Every other woman who says, like, a line in this movie gets naked. Does Fiona? No, but, like, she does just grind on Matt Damon for, True. like... like yeah. Her entire screen... I think it's, like, someone does... They do the count as, like, any woman that says more than, like, ten lines has to get naked. Sure. Michelle Trachtenberg. Yeah. And she does have to do a, like, early 2000s, let me not eat for two weeks and take off my... Yeah, yeah. true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and she does have to... Oh, we'll get to that when we get to it. Yeah. So, they get robbed. So, they're yes. hitchhiking, trying to get to Berlin... Um, oh, yeah, I forgot about this section. Oh, this is how they wind up in Bratislava, yeah. And they have an experience of Sean watching me trying to or- organize a restaurant booking uh, in my terrible German. <laughs> yeah. Uh, where this guy pulls over the side of the road. He's got a big truck or whatever. And Scotty is trying to talk to him in German. Yeah. He doesn't have very good German. Uh, and the dude is just like fucking bonkers. He's like, yeah, I've not slept for three days. I've been drinking caffeine and chocolate covered peanuts. Yeah, and like fucking benzos. Yeah. Uh, and like, uh, he's just gotten out of jail for sexually assaulting a horse. In Berlin. In Berlin. So he can never yeah, go back so to Berlin. So he can Berlin. never go back to Berlin. 
but he's saying the word Berlin a lot, so Scotty thinks he's going to Berlin. In fairness, you would think he was going to Berlin. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But he's basically like, I'll bring you somewhere that they'll never find you. Yeah, I'll bring you I'll bring you as far from Berlin as I can. Yeah. And he brings them to Bratislava. I want to see how far Bratislava is from Berlin. Yeah. Because that's the thing. They're, they're doing this in the space of days. Yeah. That's in Slovakia. Mm-hmm. They do, they call it Czechoslovakia in the movie. Oh, no. Oh, do they? I think they do. Because I remember them saying Czechoslovakia and I was like, wait a second, that's not. Damn. Which like, that's like, wasn't there a big war about that? I think it was still Czechoslovakia for a, a while. Wasn't there a big war in the 90s? Like the whole Kosovo war about that? Let's find out. Yeah, didn't like... That's a... Um, yeah, like that's a... That happened after this movie. Or before this movie, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, just dissolved in 93. Yeah. <laughs> they would remember that because like... Bill Clinton had to like go in and be like... These guys are American though. Bill Clinton had to go in. They're American. They don't know. The what, UN had to. They go don't in. know what the fuck the UN or their president is up to. <laughs> they know what Bill Clinton was up to. Hey. hey. <laughs> <laughs> so the only time the UN has actually done anything competent in the last like hundred years. Nice. They actually tried the war on criminals. Oh shit! Yeah, well done. Yeah. Congratulations. Because there's no Americans involved. Oh. Apologies yeah. <laughs> for getting political. Shout out to America using their veto. Yeah. Fuck off, America. We're just going to drop all our American listeners. Mm-hmm. Do you hear there's a fucking blockade in the Red Sea? Oh, yeah. 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 World War Three, baby, let's go. It'll be fine. Uh, I won't get Any- drafted. Anyway, they get to Bratislava. They get to Bratislava. Bratislava's- Actually, I won't either. What? Oh, brain injury. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Cheers. I might get drafted. Shit. <laughs> Hashtag feminism. Hashtag feminism. <laughs> They get to Bratislava. Um, Bratislava is a shithole because mm-hmm. former Soviet Union country. Yeah, I guess. And they have a uh, dollar and eighty three cents, mm-hmm. which is apparently an infinite amount of wealth <laughs> in Bratislava. It's so funny. It's no, it's so funny the way that it's framed because it's fully like they get there, they realize they're not in Berlin, and they're like. Dude, I've got a dollar and eighty-three cents. What are we gonna do? And then it cuts immediately to them in like an opulent hotel. <laughs> it is one thing with like I would love to know how old the guys who wrote the script were when they made this movie. Let's find out. Because I know internet banking wasn't a thing really back in like the nineties and stuff. But I feel like you wouldn't take all your money out in cash. In like two thousand and three, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe well, I. Just... I mean, I would imagine. I would imagine Scotty and Cooper don't have much cash. Yeah. Maybe they just uh, don't have a lot of cash, and that's so, why when they get robbed, it's such a big deal. Uh, they are all currently in their fifties. So yeah, they would be thirties when they wrote this movie. Yeah. So yeah, if they went to Europe in the nineties. Sure. Then the whole like you have to have all your cash on you and stuff. Yeah. Because like I feel like the, the modern banking system, you could do like an over like, I don't know. Maybe we've just been. Because like I have never gone traveling by myself in a foreign country except in the age of like internet banking. Yeah. You know, so maybe mm-hmm. it would be like this disastrous if you got all your money robbed. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe. Um, it's apparently not for them though because they go to Bratislava. They go to Bratislava and they are treated like kings. They um, do. They have a nice like. 
They have the one good night out, I feel, of this. Before they go in the night out, there's one great part where... With the, the butler? Yeah, where there's a butler serving Cooper or whatever, and he tips him a nickel. Yeah. And the guy, like, looks at the nickel, turns around to his boss, slaps him, and says, I quit, I'm gonna set up my own hotel. <laughs> and then they go to, like, a cool European uh, techno club. Yeah. She looks just, like, banging. I would, I would not say that this is the one good night out that they all have. What's the other good night out? And I would say this is not a good night out for certain members of this group. But till that point, <laughs> up yeah, until that sure. weird scene, it looks like they're having a lot of fun. Yeah. Because every um, other night, something bad happens mm-hmm. to someone. Sure. Like, because this is a time in this movie makes no sense. Actually, no, in Paris, they probably have a good night out. But they just yeah. go to dinner. They just go to dinner. Where yeah. like they go out clubbing. There's a, the club remix of Scotty doesn't know. Yeah. Scotty doesn't know Hanson throughout this movie. It's really funny. The soundtrack of this film is bad. It is made for I Sean. I love it. But they go like clubbing and they just have a fun club night. Jenny runs into Christoph, who's the man from the train station. Yeah. Realizes that she does not want to be a mistress. Good yeah, for her. Yeah, because he's married. Yeah. The others get high on absinthe. Yeah, um, they go chug some absinthe. Which, yeah. Absinthe? good shit i have only had it in cocktails they sell it in fibers so i've had it down is there. it legal now or is that a myth that it's illegal it's legal yeah yeah and um, yeah the worst scene in the movie happens jenny goes and like chugs a bunch of absinthe because she's just you know had her heart broken or the whatever. boys also drink a bunch of absinthe yeah and they're all kind of like fucked up they say that it makes you hallucinate which it doesn't i think it used to back in like the 1850s maybe if it's like really crazy shit um if it's i imagine if you drink like 90 percent alcohol yeah that's gonna fuck you up yeah but uh scotty and cooper are kind of talking scotty is hallucinating a little green fairy yeah because the the um his absinthe yeah because the absinthe is luminous green yeah uh and they're kind of talking and they're like oh shit looks like jamie's hooking no they're like oh if jamie's seriously hooking up with someone again if he's the only person that hooks up with anybody on this this, this goddamn trip, trip i i'm gonna lose it who's he hooking up with sean he's hooking up with jenny it's bad his twin sister it's bad and there's an extended makeout with the it's two of them it's so fucking and unnecessary and then they like pull back for a second and see each other and they're like oh no and it's like it's kind of it annoys me in the movie because then for the rest of the movie the two twins just don't interact because they're yeah. so awkward about it and you're just like oh that's annoying like, yeah because yeah. they were really funny before. Yeah, yeah like their, their dynamic is like the best dynamic because they keep joking about how each of them is like the evil twin but they're so different from one another yeah and they just they can't make that joke anymore because they've done they've this made out yeah and then they get a lift from like a random man they've met in Bratislava yeah. to Berlin. Mm-hmm. It's an eight hour drive. I checked. Nice. Yeah. And I end up in Mika's apartment. And then we get the, another terrible scene in this street. Yeah, because Mika isn't there. She's gone to Rome. She's gone to the Vatican City. To do a study at sea. Mm-hmm. Uh, so she's doing a tour just before she does it. Yeah. And when uh, Scott's finding out this information, what does the director make a small child do? Is it her little brother? Yeah. Is that who it's supposed to be? I think so. Who is fully like maybe eight years old. Like a child. Like an actual they child. They mean an actual German child yeah. do this. Has drawn a Hitler mustache on himself. Is doing a Nazi salute and is like goose walking around the fucking apartment. They made that child commit so many hate, like actual federal crimes in Germany. Yeah. Well, I mean, this isn't Germany. It's filmed in Europe. Fuck yeah. Why did they do that? I don't know. (laughs) I mean, Europe's cheaper to film in than 
That's why Matt's in this movie. Is it? Yeah, it's cheaper to film in. No, the, the laws are not as, like, forgiving. Sure. But, like, yeah, like, there's bits in this movie it does not look like America. Like, when they're in the... the I imagine they could build the sets and stuff. It's probably just as easy just to film. Let me yeah, check. Yeah, I one. guess. But I, my understanding was they filmed this actually in Europe. Sure. Uh, oh, Sean, don't yawn. There's I'll, so much more podcasts to do. I'll yawn when I want. No. <laughs> you literally cannot stop me. All scenes were filmed in Prague. In Prague? Okay, yeah. interesting. Sure, why not? Uh, I think that's why Matt's in this movie. Yeah. Because Matt was filming in Prague. What was he filming, Hannah? Boring. Oh, was he, oh, I thought it was Brothers Grimm. I thought it was Brothers Grimm, too. Maybe it's Brothers Grimm. I think it's Brothers Grimm because he's it's, bald. Yeah, isn't he bald because of Brothers Grimm? Yeah, they made him shave his head for a week. Nice. Uh, no, because Bourne comes out in 2004, so he's already filmed Bourne. So sure. he's filming... Brothers Grimm. Because this movie doesn't take that long to film and come out, yeah, I, I would imagine. Ima- I would imagine Matt spent like a total of like a couple hours on set. Yeah. They don't say when it was filmed. Sure. Uh, actually, no, they say it at the bottom of this. Damon was filming the Brothers Grimm in Prague and agreed to play yeah. the punk singer. He wore a wig for Grimm so Damon could shave his head for Eurotrip. Oh, so he shaved his head for this. <laughs> and that's what he wore. Oh my God. <laughs> oh. The Matt Damon cinematic universe oh, is so terrible. damn. I'm so worried. That's a twist Grimm. I was not expecting. expecting. Neither was yeah. I. Um, I was leaning forward to adjust my skirt. Like, apologies for peeking the mics, folk. I yeah. didn't mean to laugh no, like I a monkey. Fix, I figured I had to fix that. They get to Berlin. They make a child do a hate crime. Uh-huh. They realize that uh, everything's over. Yeah. Shit's fucked. And then um, Jamie pulls through being an absolute king of a good friend. Yeah, he has sold his, sold his camera. Leicas are like three or four grand. Uh-huh. They're really expensive cameras. Yeah. He sells it so Scott can potentially screw a girl. <laughs> yeah. He also, I guess, wants to go see the Vatican. Yeah. So they buy flights to the Vatican. Uh-huh. And then the anti-Catholic stuff begins. <laughs> yeah, because the fucking Swiss guards stop them outside the entrance to the Vatican. And they're like, hey, you can't, you can't come in. So I tell you, I had an altercation with a Swiss guard once. Oh, really? Yeah. How'd that go? My mum was like, take a photo with the Swiss guard, Hannah. Uh-huh. And I did not want to. Damn. So what? I was what was the altercation part? I, I there's a photo of me, age six, standing like this, being made <laughs> take a photo with a Swiss guard, and oh, he's yeah. like our age. He's a child. Oh, shit. He's probably younger, and I just look like the angriest child. Has ever. he got the big like halberd? Yeah, he's wearing the full getup Fuck as well. Yeah, I'm nice. almost like, why were you so against it? And I was like, I didn't like his outfit. <laughs> How you didn't like his outfit? Didn't like it. The didn't Swiss guard outfit is so baller though. I didn't care for it. It's so cool. It, it was weird. Nah. Mm, don't like it. Um, they managed to get in on the pretense of being a tour group for uh, the, like, developmentally challenged. Yeah. Because they pretend that Cooper has, like, a learning difficulty. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, Jamie, Jamie again, yeah, a lot of the Ursler. And Jamie again pulls through by just being a nerd and knowing a bunch about the Vatican City and pretending to be a tour guide. And he has to do another tour group. Yeah, once he's inside, he gets asked to do an actual tour group. And he's um, good. Yeah, and then the and Pope dies. No, he doesn't. Coop and Scott, um, like, disappear off together. Mm-hmm. And they go through, like, one group goes... Mika and her tour group go through, like, door A. And they go through door B. They pull some special, like, MacGuffin to, like, start the, like, final set piece of the movie. Yeah, um, it's like there's fully... Uh, it's the fucking rope of a bell that rings to signify the death of the Pope. But, like, Cooper just sees our rope and pulls it. And that that kind of kicks off 
the... Pope John Paul II. Yeah. Yeah, where the boys find the Pope's outfits and start playing dress-up, I guess. Uh And this leads to a series of incidences where Scott walks out into St. Peter's balcony. Yeah, because they also like light a fire and white smoke comes up. Yeah. So they've got like the death knell of the Pope and then the white smoke show a new Pope. And everybody's like, the Pope! The yeah. Pope's dead. And then John Paul is like, huh? Yeah, he's just like, what's happening? happening? <laughs> um, um, Scotty walks out, dresses the Pope onto a balcony, and uh, everybody thinks he's the Pope. His brother watches it and records it. Yeah, yeah, because he's like, look at this fucking dumbass. What's he doing? Um, and then he does like a cool stunt because he sees Mika in the crowd. Yeah. He's about to uh, get uh, like kidnapped by Swiss Guard or like beaten up by Swiss Guard because mm-hmm. he's claimed the Pope's died. And who turns up, Sean? Who does turn up, Hannah? Our football hooligans. Yeah! And I was like, oh, that's... Mad that's why they hate the Italians. <laughs> yeah. The, I was like, why do they hate Italians? Yeah. It's such a like not stereotypical English hatred. Yeah. Like it's French, Germans... Irish than Italians, yeah, you know? Yeah, yeah, It's so odd. And then you're like, ah, oh, it's for this MacGuffin. Yeah, it's because this has to happen. Yeah. Yeah. I did think it was very funny when the Swiss guard was like, but I'm Swiss. Yeah, <laughs> they're not actually Swiss. No, they're just like generic men. Yeah. Are they? <laughs> I just don't trust the Swiss guard. Sure. I don't like them. Okay, sure. They're weird. Yeah. Anyway, uh, they start, yeah, the football hooligans start fighting the Swiss guard. Yeah. <laughs> I know who my money's on. Football hooligans, for 100% sure. of the time. For sure, yeah. yeah. They get out their hands on one of those halberds, the Swiss Guard are done. Yeah. Scotty confesses to Mika, who's a very pretty German woman, mm-hmm. and she accepts his apology, and then they desecrate a church. Yeah, they fuck in the confessional booth. <laughs> it was a little funny. It was pretty funny. Yeah. Because, uh, like, an old woman comes in doing her confession. Surely you would know. Surely you would realize pretty much immediately. immediately. Like, before the point where there is an ass pressed up against the grill, you would notice. It's a grill. It's not what it's called. What's it called? I don't know, but it's not the grill. It's a grill. It's not like God's barbecuing your sin, Sean. You know, it, I think that's actually exactly what's happening. Surely it's like something like the mesh or the, like, Parts cloth of innocence. of the confessional boot. I don't remember this from R.A. Me neither. It's not called the grill. The confessional is a wooden structure uh, with a compartment entered through a door or curtain in which the priest sits in on one of both sides another compartment for compar- or compartment for penitents. The latter compartment is separated from the priest by a partition with a latticed opening yeah. for the penitent to speak through and contains a step on which to kneel. Now, if I am to look up the word grill... <laughs> You're going to get barbecues. A grating or screen of metal bars or wires placed in front of something as protection to allow ventilation or discreet observation. Not, I, I would say that's exactly what that is. See, when I think of grill, I think of American a, barbecue. A latticed opening and... Google latticed opening. And I'll Google, Google latticed opening. Google, Google image latticed opening and then Google image grills and tell me if they're the same thing. Uh-huh. So, latticed opening. Google image. That. That. They're not grills. That. That's not a grill. That. That's not a grill. That. That's not a grill. Grill. No, not not that. That's an that's an Amazon app. That. That. Lattice opening's fancier than like that. It's a grill. It's not a grill. No. He gets with Mika. They're gonna become a couple. Uh-huh. Happy for them. They yeah. go back to America. Mm-hmm. Um. Uh, no, Jamie. Before... Jamie gets a a special job. 
Yeah, he gets hired as a tour guide, right? Because <laughs> no, he gets hired. Yeah, he gets hired by the guy who wrote the the, 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 the guide book, that they have. The, yeah. the book they've been using throughout the entire movie, which uh-huh. is good. Like that. Yeah. Cooper and Jenny fuck. They fuck on the plane. Yeah, but they get together in the Vatican. They realize they like each other. Yeah, and they're like, okay, let's stop being idiots. Mm-hmm. And you're like, yeah, good. Yeah. Uh, because, uh, Cooper is, like, commiserating with her. He's like, oh, I never got to have any weird European sex. And she's like, yeah, no, me neither. And then it's just like, ooh, but what if? Children. Yeah. So they get in the Mile High Club. Mm-hmm. We jump forward to, like, three months later at the end of the summer. Yeah, Scott's at college. Scott's at college, becoming a doctor. Mm-hmm. And he is, like, moving into his new place and... Emailing Mika about her yeah. study abroad or, mm-hmm. like, study at sea. Yeah. Calls Coop because Coop and Jenny are in college together being lawyers. Yeah. I would not trust Coop as my lawyer. There's an ongoing bit that Coop has a uh, satellite phone. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's off. really funny, actually. I can't believe I didn't mention that yet. He's getting, he hasn't told his boss that he's out of the country. So he keeps getting calls from his boss about shit that has, it needs to get done and hasn't been done. And he keeps putting it off into this other guy's at Humphrey. Humphrey. And at the end of the movie, when they're in the Vatican, he gets a call. He's like, what? Fired? Really? Damn. Damn. Okay, well... Thanks, I guess. And he hangs up and they're like, yeah, no. Good. Hum- yeah. Good. Hum- Humphrey got fired and I got promoted to his position. Because <laughs> he's working in some legal firm as like a- an aide, basically. Yeah. You could disappear from like one of those big corporate places for five days and I don't think they notice you. Yeah. Yeah. You could do that. I'm too important. Damn. I couldn't disappear from the school. All yeah. the kids would be asking where I am. And all the people would be like, please, someone needs to do my job for me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You know, Coop and Jenny are together. Uh, Coop starts to attack another robot man. And you realize that Mika is going to school in America. And she's yeah, moved because, in with Scott. Yeah, uh, he's like, yeah, I'm waiting for my new roommate to move in. And someone knocks at the door and it's her. Yeah. He's like, yeah, I'm moving in here. Uh, and movie in. And it was a crisp 93 minutes. Mm-hmm. And I uh, This lost episode is longer than the, the movie. movie. Now, in fairness, we've only been talking about the movie for an hour. Yeah. Which is pretty standard. Yeah. We had a lot of media to go through. Mm-hmm. Plus, we also got a bit silly because we took an hour break in the middle of recording. So I told you it was going to be an hour. I don't. You, I believe you. I just didn't remember until we were on the. You were on the call. Yeah. I was chirping Sean during that meeting. I yeah. don't think anyone else on the call appreciated it. It was very funny. Molly did. Uh, yeah. Shout out Molly. Hi Molly. She did her art for this podcast. Yeah. Speaking of art, the Matt Damon trivia fact for this <gasps> movie. Yeah. Is this is the movie he gets the most references with when he's like accosted by fans on the street? Really? <laughs> yeah, Scotty doesn't, doesn't know. know. And he's like, I love it. If I also the fact he did this movie because like. He was in Prague. Yeah. If you saw Matt Damon on the street, what movie res- reference would you accost him with? <sighs> That's such a good question. Yeah. Because I think it depends on how long you think you could talk to him for. Sure. You know? Like if Matt Damon, like, say you walk into a pub and Matt Damon's there. Mm-hmm. And he's like having a beer with Ben Affleck. Yeah. Oh, I'm not talking to Matt Damon in that situation. I know you're not. Yeah. Then I feel like you have to go for a super fucking niche reference. Yeah, to yeah, be like, yeah. You, you gotta know. go with like... Um, Smoky Joe's Cafe, anybody? Or something like that. Or anything from Spirit. <laughs> no, because Spirit's so famous. Sure. You have, to, uh, you have to go from something like... Just look him in the eye and quote his one line from Finding Forrester directly. <laughs> just... 
I think you'd just be like, you would have been amazing in The Majestic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I love your role in The Majestic. Oh, you're great in The Majestic. Yeah, uh, or something like, I think you have to do something like that. You yeah, just, yeah, yeah. You right. have to be like... A deep cut. A deep cut. No, you know what I do if I bump into Matt Damon on the street? What? Hey, I've got this podcast. <laughs> oh, honestly, yeah. Yeah. Um, oh. no, I think you need to go for something like a super deep cut. Honestly, if I met Matt Damon on the street, my question would be, what was in the, the super value bag? When you go it's cans. It, it has, has to be, be cans. I think he's something about his children, but it has to be. I refuse to believe it's. it's yeah, not. that doesn't mean it's not cans. Yeah. Speaking of uh, Matt Damon in Europe, mm-hmm. what do you think this movie did in the box office, Sean? Uh, I think this did pretty okay. No. Yeah. Damn. Cost twenty five, made twenty two. Oof. Oof. Has like it's forty seven percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Yes, it does have forty seven. Oh, Jesus Christ. It continues to another year. Yeah. Uh, It hasn't even increased to 48 yet. So this is 2007, right? 2004. 2004? Kid Nation was 2007. (laughs) February 20 to 26, 2004. This opening movie is wild. Just say some movies you think might be in here. Uh, I honestly can't nail anything. Can you give me a hint for any of the top three? Nails are really good. Okay, number three. What what are we working with? What number, genre? Number one, number one. Nail nails are really important in this movie. Nails are is it Edward Scissorhands? No. Do you mean nails as in fingernails no. or ha- Is it the fucking Passion of the Christ? <laughs> <laughs> Do you understand my reaction now? So you're going to you're going to the cinema, right? It's February two thousand four. Are you going to see the Passion of the Christ, or are you going to see Euro Trip? This movie opened to forty one million. Oh God! Uh, no, well, give me a hint on number two. Adam Sandler. Click. No. Uh, Happy Madison. No. Another hint. Yeah. Drew Barrymore. I don't know what the fuck Drew Barrymore is in. Probably one of his best movies. From Adam. Uh, Grown Ups 2. No. Grown Ups 1. No. <laughs> uh, one of Adam Sandler's best movies starring Drew Barrymore. Shouldn't know this. You really should know this. I'm surprised you it's don't. It's not Click. <laughs> Click's not a good movie. It's not Grown Ups 2. Not Happy Madison. No. It's not You Don't Mess With the Zohan. Cinematic taste is so wild. It's but is it's along it's got to be along those lines right because it's two thousand and four. Mm-hmm. I'm very Adam Sandler. It's in the second week in the box office. I'm gonna hate myself when I find this out because I should know this. Do you want me to tell you? What kind of genre? I'd imagine rom-com. it's comedy rom com. Is it Fifty First Dates? Yes. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. I've seen that movie. Is it good? Uh, I don't remember. I've never seen it. Yeah. Number three, you won't guess. Okay. Uh, it's Confessions of a Teenage Drama Queen, starring Lindsay Lohan. Sure. Uh, number. Four is a movie I've never heard of called Miracle. Okay. Uh, it's about an ice hockey player. Miracle uh, on the Hudson? Nope. Damn. Sully! Uh, <laughs> number five is Eurotrip? Yeah! <laughs> Damn, six. if Eurotrip is number five, then whatever's below this must be having a bad time. It opened eight million, in fairness, Eurotrip. Sure. It just dropped like a stone, I think. Okay. Then it's Welcome to Mooseport. Barbershark 2, Back in Business, Mystic River, which is a good movie, but it's been in cinema for 20 weeks. 
The butterfly effect against the ropes. Lord of the Rings, monster. <gasps> you got served. This is a weird time of year. February is kind of a yeah. dumping ground. Yeah. You know? Like a lot dumped, of... Yeah, where they dump Passion of the Christ. But I think... Was that... I guess I wanted to have Passion of the Christ out in time for Easter. Yeah. I guess Passion of the... I think Passion of the Christ did surprisingly really well. Oh, yeah. No, Passion of the Christ was huge. Yeah. I think it was the highest rated... R, like, highest grossing R-rated movie for... That sounds about right, for yeah. For years, I think. Deadpool might have taken it out. I think it did. Yeah. But I, I think adjusted for inflation, it's still Passion of the Christ. Sure. Speaking of a trial that we have to go through... <sighs> like being nailed on the oh, cross oh, let me put my crown of thorns on real quick i think we're both gonna need a little bit for yeah. this for those of you who haven't listened to the podcast before well done what we do at this stage in the podcast is our rankings that's what? A, it's a chunky glass i don't want to bring it home sure yeah you fucking do it end it no i'll do that We'll treat ourselves when we finish the ranking. Sure. What okay. we do is we do a ranking of all the movies we've watched so far, which is uh-huh. 29 movies. This is number 29. Yeah. I cannot wait to reveal what number 30 is going to be. God, we've done fucking so many movies. Uh-huh. But what we do is we rank the movies depending on, you know... For me, I think it's something the order I want to, want to re-watch them in is what I've come to realise. Sure. Like if someone was like, pick a Matt Damon movie to watch, I'd go my number one, then i go my number two. I think mine is, mine is a... About, actually, I don't know because I I have Saving Private Ryan at the top. Spoiler. Sorry, gang. Euro Trip is not my number one movie. Um, I, I've got Saving Private Ryan at the top only because I can't like justify in my mind your number two being in your number. Yeah. Yeah, I can't. I can't justify saying that my number two is a better movie than Saving Private Ryan. I pref- I think I would prefer to rewatch my. Second movie than Saving Private, Private Ryan. Saving Private Ryan. Three hours. It's three hours and it's yeah. Saving Private Ryan. You yeah. Know? Like Saving Private Ryan is just technically one of the best movies ever made. Yeah. But what we do is we try and rank our movies um, depending on just like how we're feeling. Mm-hmm. It kind of changes week to week, but we still get weirdly competitive about it. Yeah. But we give ourselves a minute to do it. We are potentially going to change this because I got feedback saying, why the fuck are you doing this? Hi, my uncle. I think it's funny. This is Sean's bit. And uh, however... We gotta do something's gotta change soon because we're about to hit 30 movies on this. Something's gotta give. Yeah. Shall we? Yeah. Let's go. I'm gonna give us a minute and a half because I'm generous. Sure. Oh, this is gonna be real bad for me. This is not because it's been so long since Mm -hmm. we've done it. I've forgotten all the movies that we've done. Mm -hmm. Um, Stop talking to me, Sean. No. We're done. We're done. We're done. Ah. I got all my bad movies out of the way, but I don't, I haven't done my soup. Uh, um, yeah, I've got, I've got a, I've got number, uh, 20 to number six are empty for me, so. I've got number 19 to number 29. Sure. And I've got number one to like four. Nice. Um, which does not fill me with much confidence. Uh-huh. Um. All right, but ready we'll, to go? No, but let's go. Uh-huh. Number 29. The good old boys. We still haven't been able to watch it. This year's the year. I'm telling you, 2024 <laughs> is the 2024. year. 2024. Find it. Slancha. Slancha. Number 28 for me is Jane and Bob Strike Back. Number 28 for me is All the Pretty Horses. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I saw the book uh, like for like a fiver. Should have bought I, it. I should have bought it. Should have bought it for me for Christmas. Uh, I was very tempted to. Sean got me a great Christmas present, actually. Yes. Let's tell them. Uh, I got Hannah the. Uh, the the full Jason Bourne collection. collection. 
Number 27 for me is Bagger Vance. Number 27 for me is Rising Sun. Number 26 for me is Titan AE. Number 26 for me is Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back. Number 25 for me is All the Pretty Horses. Number 25 is Field of Dreams. Number 24 is Field of Dreams. Number 24 is Geronimo. How do you have Jay? Do you have Jay and Silent Bob higher than me? No, it's 28 for me. Oh, okay, it's my no, worst no. rated movie. Yeah, sure. I'm so disappointed in Kevin. Number 23 for me is Rising Sun. Number 23 is School Ties. Number 22 is Euro Trip. 22 is Finding Forrester. <laughs> Number twenty, uh, number twenty one is Jerry. Uh, number twenty one is Spirit Stallion as Cimarron. Uh, number twenty is Chasing Amy. Number twenty is Eurotrip. Sean, <laughs> it's a piece of shit. This is a terrible. I can't recommend this movie. <laughs> it's bad, but like, like there's parts of it that I enjoyed. But it's weird. It's. it's it, it is weirdly compelling. It's weirdly compelling. Like, I would much rather rewatch Hero Trip than Finding Forrester. Oh, I wasn't bored watching this, but yeah. I think it's just so many jokes per minute watching it. Yeah. But it's but just. But none of them are good. Is it is the, the, it's the best two and a half star movie we've done. Yeah. 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 You know? I feel like it's the best way to describe yeah. it. Yeah. Um, that was year number 20. Yeah. I think, I think uh, Euro Trip is the beginning of the soup now for me. Yeah. The soup is the movies that are kind of the three star movies for us yeah that were like kind of bored but we know it's like a well-made movie yeah um so they just kind of all jumbled together in our minds the yeah soup. uh sean what's your number uh 19 stop filling uh, it in <laughs> rainmaker number 19 for me is rounders uh number 18 for me is the majestic number 18 for me is geronimo number 17 is chasing amy number 17 is finding forester that feels so low yeah uh number s- 16 is mystic pizza i think jesus really yeah yeah we've gone down remember when mystic pizza was a solid number eight for both of us yeah for a while yeah i think you have a lot of movies i didn't love in the bottom sorry a lot of movies that are in my bottom are high up for you yeah. so it's pushed mystic pizza down a lot mm-hmm. uh that was your number what 16? uh 16 my number 15 is finding forrester my number 15 is titan ae my number 14 is The Majestic. My number 14 is The Born Identity. Yeah, and this is where I have a real, like, I don't fucking know. Number 13 is Spirit Stallion of the Cimarron. Number 13 is Stuck on You. Why do I have Stuck on You? So I think number 12 will be Stuck on You. Yeah, number 12 Stuck on You. Number 12 is Courage Under Fire. I think I've got it from here. I don't, but I I'm going to figure it out. On You. Number 11 for me is Confessions of a Dangerous Mind. Number 11 is Goodwill. That's, I respect it, but I disagree. Uh-huh. If that makes sense. Wait, no. Yeah, this week Mystic Pizza is going to go number 10. I think nice. Mystic Pizza is below Confessions of a Dangerous Mind, but I've already committed. Sure. Yeah. I've got it so wrong this week, lol. Number 10 is Mystic Pizza. I think I'm like missing one. Uh, Number 10 is Mr. Ripley. Number 9 is Dogma. Number nine is The Third Wheel. Number eight is Glory Days. Number eight is Rounders. Number seven is The Third Wheel. Number seven is Ocean's Eleven. Number six is Courage Under Fire. I don't know what my number six is. I'm missing something here. Well, I keep reading mine out as you figure it yeah. out. My number five is The Born Identity. Uh-huh. My number four is The Good William Hunting. Uh-huh. Number three is The Talented Mr. Ripley. Uh-huh. Number two is Ocean's Eleven. Yeah. And number one is Saving Private Ryan. What a bullet. Okay, uh, what am I missing I'm going to check my actual here? list uh, on a letterbox. So, 
Oh yeah, I got mine so borked. Lol, that's sure. funny. So I'm gonna go through my eight ones. Can you tell me what I'm what I'm missing here? Mm-hmm. Do you have Jerry? Uh, yes, I do. Okay. So good old boys. Yeah. Pretty horses. Yeah. Rising sun. Yeah. Jay and Bob. Yeah. Field of dreams. Yeah. Geronimo. Yeah. School ties. Yeah. Finding Forrester. Yeah. Spirit. Yeah. Euro trip. Yeah. Rainmaker. Yeah. Majestic. Yeah. Chasing Amy. Yeah. Mystic Pizza. Uh huh. Titan A. Yeah. Born Identity. Where's Bagger Vance? Oh yes, 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 you're right. Sorry. Uh, Bagger Vance is number twenty-seven. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so move everything down by one. No, but yeah, Bagger Bagger Vance is number twenty-six. So move everything else down by one. Did I forget to put a movie in? Did I put a movie in twice? Potentially. Eh. Doesn't matter. Yeah. Listen. Yeah. We've had fine. a bottle of wine, yeah. guys. We've uh-huh. been recording for like five hours. Yeah. Um, so uh, my so then Oceans is my number six. Yeah. Number five is Dogma. Four is Confessions of a Dangerous Mind. Three is Jerry. Two is Glory Days. Number one is Saving Private Ryan. Saving Private Ryan. It's launch up. Um, I'm so confused because I definitely I've <laughs> I've completed my list. I'm looking uh-huh. at it now, but I also Hannah. Yeah, doesn't matter. Don't look back. No, <laughs> it's done. Look, it's over. I want to look back and I'm. It's finished. Um, I forgot to put the Rainmaker down, but I definitely. Ah, oh, who knows? Who cares? Don't worry about it. It's done. It's finished. It's over. What's not over is this podcast because uh-huh. we need to introduce next week's movie. Oh, <laughs> you know who's coming back? It's a Jersey girl. Do you want me to, to read the... Yeah, it's a Kevin yeah. boy. Okay, uh, let me get the... Man, I you can tell we hadn't done the rankings in like three weeks because we just forgot them. Yeah. We just forgot where everything was. So, uh, next week, we are going to be watching the 2004 film Jersey Girl. Mm-hmm. Starring Ben Affleck, Liv Tyler, Raquel Castro, Betty Aberlin. And uh, at this point, we're in like... The roles are like boy number one, boy number two, so I'm not going to read those out. But director and writer, Kevin Smith. Would you like to hear the byline Mm-mm. and the description? A widower must look after his precocious daughter and build his life and career after he's sidelined by an unexpected tragedy and a personal blow-up. According on Letterbox, it goes, Ollie t- uh, Trinkton, like it's... Let me see. It's, it's trying me because it's the German word for to drink. Trinkt. Ollie Trinke. Is a young, savvy music producer. That's a job that doesn't exist anymore. Who seems to have it all. With a new wife and a baby on the way. But life deals him a bum hand when he suddenly faces with a single fatherhood, a defunct career, and having to move in with his father. <gasps> to bounce back, he takes a, a new love and the courage instilled in him by his daughter. Also, his wife must die in like a car accident or yeah, something. Oh, like that's... Paul Bart Malkoff. No, his mother dies in a car accident. Paul Bart Malkoff 2 opens with his wife leaving him and uh, his mother dying in a car accident in like the first five minutes. Jason Lee and Matt Damon are back as the PR execs. Hell yeah. That's that's what your guys are getting on the 16th of January. Uh-huh. Ah. Ah. Kevin is back. I'm so thrilled. So in, in early 2024, we've got we've got a banger lineup for you, honestly. Mm-hmm. Um Jersey Girl, Born Supremacy, Ocean's Twelve, The Brothers Grimm, Syriana, The Departed. Uh, I just hurt my neck. The Good Shepherd. Robert De Niro's only directorial movie. Oh, really? Yeah. 
Uh, Ocean's 13. Stacked cast in... Um, do you want to know the, the, the cast of The Good Shepherd? Yeah. Matt Damon. Uh-huh. Angelina Jolie. Uh-huh. Alec Baldwin. Fuck yeah. Billy Crudup. Uh-huh. Robert De Niro. Uh-huh. Michael Gambon. Uh-huh. William Hurt. Uh-huh. William Hurt. Hell William, yeah, I love William Lee Hurt. Lee Pace. Lee Pace. Joe Pesci. Joe Pesci. Ed, uh, Eddie Redmayne. <gasps> John fucking Turturro. Y'all can't see it, but I'm doing the best pog he's, face you ever saw. He's doing so many jives and moves. Oh, I'm so I I can't believe you've never watched The Departed. I've never watched The Departed. The Departed. Uh, we are fast approaching Shape Part Two, though. <laughs> We're so close. We are one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven movies away. Jesus, that is close. That's for less than three months away. Yeah, uh, we are. Also fast we're, we're, approaching the halfway point. That's really weird to think. The halfway point is gonna be... So assuming the instigators does not come out... Which I don't think it's going to. Yeah. So assuming that doesn't come What's out... What's our the last halfway, five? Because I think The halfway point is going to be number 38. Okay. So number... Th- our, the halfway point is the Bourne Ultimatum. That's a good halfway yeah. point. What is our last five movies on the Our bucket? final five movies. Well, we have The Instigators, which... Isn't going to come out. Yeah. We have Imaginary Friends. That's if. If, yeah. Uh, Driveway Dolls. That's out. That's out? It's like some, it's on like it's in the film festival circuit. Oh, this is this is a cursed final five. We've got If. We've got Driveway Dolls. It's not meant to be great. We've got Oppenheimer. Great. We've got Air. Air's good. We've got Thor Love and Thunder. <laughs> 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 oh. oh and then we have the last duel the last duel still water no sudden move jay and silent bob reboot is in God. so our final 10 is going to be like deadpool 2 ford versus ferrari jay and silent bob reboot no sudden move still water last duel thor love and thunder air Oppenheimer. we're gonna have a really interesting kind of revisit of a bunch of stuff in the last 10 it's actually a real like encapsulation of yeah, matt's career because we've last... got we've we're going to have Jay and Silent Bob, which is back to Kevin. It's back to Kevin. I don't know anything about No, no Sudden Move or Stillwater. Still is like Matt doing, going to like, he's a dad whose daughter goes like missing and he's like hunting for the truth. So it feels very boring Sure. It feels like this, um, this we're um, approaching a new era of Matt. Mm-hmm. Matt's about to become a big action star. Hell yeah. And I fear, uh, <laughs> I fear. The Last Duel? Last Duel's Adam Driver's Got in. Adam Driver. <laughs> <laughs> the, um, the Last Duel looks... I think the last duel is going to be very difficult to watch, mm. but I'm very interested in watching it. Yeah, I've heard it's a rough one. It's just hard. Like the subject yeah. matter is awful. Yeah, yeah. The Thor Love and Thunder. <sighs> Sean's gonna. I'm gonna have my big comics rant in this one. I thought you were gonna have that in uh, Ragnarok. I'm gonna do it twice. No, I think Ragnarok should be when you give out about Taika. No, I think th- I think Love and Thunder is gonna be where I give out about Taika because. I feel like Love and Thunder is all of Taika's worst bits. Yeah, yeah. exactly. His worst and, impulses as a director. Uh, Ragnarok has more... They fucked up my boy? See, both of them do that. I, uh, Ragnarok is going to be the first one where they're... It's going to be our, like, sec... No, it's going to be our first uh, Marvel movie. Good. Uh, and it's also going to be the one where they, they really fucked up a storyline that I love. They really fucked up two storylines that I love, so I'm going to talk about that a lot. And we'll talk about that in October of next, of this year, fuck. Um, uh, is it, I don't know. It is August of next year. Damn, this year. This year. Uh-huh. No, sorry, Ragnarok is August. Uh, Love and Thunder is October 22nd. Damn, I'm good at this. Yeah. 
our Halloween special is going to be uh, Air on October 29th. <laughs> oh, Ben looks incredible in Air. Have you yeah, seen? Yeah, I've seen his fits. They're amazing. Jason Bateman's in that movie as well. Nice. Air is a stacked cast. Hell they yeah. need to make more movies like Air. Hot take. Nice. I wonder if we have uh, a really good 2023. Oppenheimer in Air. Oppenheimer in Air, yeah. I yeah. guess, yeah. Driveway Dolls as well. Mm. I know uh, nothing of. Uh, it's a lesbian sex comedy. Oh, fuck yeah. Uh, him and Pedro Pascal play incompetent, uh, like, criminals. Nice. Uh, it's directed by a Coen brother. Oh, cool. Yes. Yeah. Nice. I, I like... It's all these elements that's meant to be good, and I've just heard it's fine. Sure. So I'm disappointed. Yeah. Like, uh, you'll be disappointed listening to the next episode of Sine Waves, where you can share mm-hmm. your displeasure by rate reviewing us on Apple Podcasts Ooh. or any other podcast platforms. Please... Uh, follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. We go by Sine Waves, except on TikTok when we're Sine Waves 36 because the old, mm-hmm. because TikTok is fucked up. Yeah. Please share us with your friends, families. Am I sharing us with your family, Sean? Uh, no. That's very fair. I have said things that they cannot know. Uh, Sean, any emails? Oh, shit, I didn't even check. Holy shit. What no, you're we... not doing your... Pra- I was so on the ball with the Matt Damon fact. What if we... we have an email? We don't have an email. We never do. Send us an email at sinewavepod at gmail.com. <gasps> Oh, what's Apple trying to sell us now? <laughs> do we have an email? Fuck uh, off. We do not have an email. <laughs> we have an email from Valentine Swift. Wait, we have an email? Hi there. Thank Valentine, you for placing... You- Hi there. Thank you for placing confidence in us. We value your business and are dedicated to providing the finest service and support possible. If you have any questions about your order, please contact us. We're here to help you on every step of the way. And then a random string of letters and numbers. Sean, delete that. Don't get your phone hacked. I'm so tempted to click into this PDF. Sean, you'll get hacked. Do you want to get hacked? No, but... I want to know. This, 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 Valentine went to the effort of emailing us a random string of letters and numbers. The least we can do is read the PDF that he attached. How many times has your identity been stolen? As far as I'm aware, none. And do you know what, gang? Sean's not going to know. Like Scotty hasn't known. See you next week for Jersey Girls. See you then. <laughs>